What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 475th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ. Hello. We got a lot to talk about today. Do we? Why? Did something uh, happen? Gra- Look, I'm not sugarcoating this podcast. We're not debating. with. I don't want any Minnesota weather. Greg's here. Will's here. <laughs> what are we debating? What? You are cutting out the thing that people actually listen to the show for the first 10 minutes before exactly. we get into the boring stuff. You know, when we're talking about interesting things like our lives, like the fact that I went to a wedding yesterday that you didn't even ask about, you don't even care. How rude. <laughs> Who's getting married in the summer? We're all about fall weddings here. Uh, my friends did, and it was lovely, and it was a cool day yesterday. You didn't I even wore... have a fall wedding. What are you talking about? Yeah, you had a winter wedding. Yeah, yeah. the winterest of winter weddings. That is the commotion. Bad idea, because it sleeted and it was awful. That was good. The weather was terrible. The night, the night was good, but the weather was bad. No one was going anywhere. <laughs> Once you got to your destination, true. you were stuck there. It was a destination wedding. That destination, <laughs> destination being the hotel. And you didn't leave it. To prevent this from being a 23-hour program, one hour per one minute of the... <laughs> of the no, it was 28 minutes. I don't have minutes. that much to say. We are going to talk about the presents, not to be confused with the direct. Although I don't know if anyone could name the difference between the two. And I guess we'll go in order. And uh, yeah. Well, I don't remember how it started. I believe it's, it started with Pokemon Unite. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are correct. Greg, how many times did you watch it? Once. D minus. D <laughs> minus. Student. <laughs> Is I supposed to study it? Yes. <laughs> Why? Because you have to catch... Those like super minute details, like Mamoswine's coming to unite, and I'm saving up all my coins. I'm not buying no. Glissy. I'm not buying Blastoise. I'm saving my money for my wish list that came true. The thing I asked. One of the things I asked for was Sylveon. Was Mamoswine? <laughs> right, oh wow! <laughs> all right, we'll start with the Pokemon Jimmy. Unite. I have the press release here. If you missed the. Presents, um, obviously, I don't I, I find it very hard to believe somebody would listen to this program and not watch it, but and people are busy. I don't know. It was 28 minutes. Pokemon Unite is available for download on mobile devices on September 22nd. So we got a date for that. In this title, in this title, that released on the Nintendo Switch this last month, players will face off against each other on five, five team battles in which they co- cooperate. Debatable. With teammates to defeat wild Pokemon, <laughs> as well as level up their own Pokemon to defeat the opposing team. In anticipation of the launch on mobile version, pre-registration has now begun on the App Store and the Google Play Store. I don't, I haven't done that, actually. I forgot about that. I did. I don't even understand what that means. Registering for what? It's just like, because they both have where you can, like, download the app early. Well, not download, but say you're interested in the app. Totals, reaches... 2.5 million players players will receive the Unite license for Pikachu. I'm assuming if you already have Pikachu, you get coins, kind of like how the thingy, well, the other thing worked. If the total hits 5 million players, you will also get a special Hollowware festive-style Pikachu. And Festival style. If and when those thresholds are reached, players can claim the Pikachu Unite li- license and the Hollowware by logging onto the mobile version and completing the login event by October 31st. So not only do you not get it right away, 
you have to do an event. You're just unlocking the, the, the event that you have to then do to get it. Pokemon Unite players can also log in the Nintendo Switch version of the game right now to receive the Unite license for Zeraora. If players link the same account to both the Nintendo Switch and the mobile version, they will be able to use Zeraora in the mobile version when it launches too. Trainers can look forward to Mamoswine and Sylveon coming soon as the next playable Pokemon to join in the fray. When they say so, next playable Pokemon, are they are we just still continuing to skip Blastoise? <laughs> We're skipping Blastoise. Blastoise mm-hmm. doesn't work. They know it doesn't work, and they have to fix it. It'll ruin I'm the also, meta, yeah. I'm also curious. So it says you can play Zara Aura on the mobile version, but can you not get the festival-style Pikachu on the Switch version if you connect the two? I mean, I would assume you could, but it, since mm. it calls out one specifically and it does not call out the other. Well, is it also calling out that you cannot buy, you can't even buy Zeraora on the mobile version? I think so. Their wording is so specific that it makes me nervous. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not happy about that. Oh, no, because, I mean, there's crossplay. So, yeah. Th- yeah, there's crossplay, but since they specifically point out the one-way version of Zeraora, and they don't talk about the other things. Uh, I'm wondering nah. how deliberate that was, or how nah. lazy that was. Nah, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I. It would be very weird if it was like, well, on the mobile version, you cannot buy Zeraora, but if you have the Switch version and you got the Zeraora for free, or you bought it, then I. I can't imagine that would happen. I also. I don't know. Is a quarter of a million and a half a million. Three orders is that? That seems like a, a lot. A quarter of a million. No. That's oh, sorry. Two million five hundred thousand. <laughs> sorry, and two five point... million people. That's not a quarter. That's millions and more. <laughs> two point five million or five this million. Is wor- this is This is like worldwide. a lot. It's worldwide. It is a lot. It's not. It's not. It's worldwide. It's. It's. It doesn't even have to be people who play. All they have to do is indicate that they want to download the game. So everybody listening to this, download it so we can get the festival-style Pikachu, please. It seems like a lot. Though. Even though that's, like, an ugly Pokemon. But... I mean, I mean, how many did Sword and Shield sell? 21 million. Okay, so... There are more mobile devices out there than Switches. Switches. There are more mobile players out there than Switches. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I would assume that Taimai knows how many... Obviously, they know how many games, like, they have Call of Duty and they have their other mobile yeah. games. So they, they probably, this is probably easy to hit, I would assume. I mean, they'll say it is no matter what, because why wouldn't they? <laughs> why wouldn't you say we made our 5 million goal and make it sound like a lot of people are interested in your game, whether you hit it or not? Didn't that Mario Run game have, like, 10 million downloads or something the first month? I don't know. I don't remember. Or, well, or I just it did it from the app store, so I put my one in there. I did too. Well, they showed two new characters. They showed Sylveon and they showed Mamoswine. Now there was a leak. I don't know if leak is the right word. There was rumors, speculation. I don't know. Put a big asterisk on what I'm about to say. So before Blissey came out, there was cover your ears if you don't want to hear these. This one character that they haven't shown yet, but. I, I, we have like no proof whether it's real or not, but they before Blissey came out, there was a I'm gonna leak air quotes here that it was Blissey, Sylveon, and Greedent. 
Greedent was the other one? Yeah, I've heard Greedent. Well, I mean, like, Blissey, obviously, <laughs> here. <laughs> it exists. It's in the game now. Uh, Sylveon, they just showed this past week, so that seems to be right. So I guess maybe it's safe to say that Greedent is probably real, but not here yet? I don't know. Yeah, Greg is struggling. I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's hard to say what is going to be playable and what might be things on maps. Like, there are so many things that they are including, and if you assume there'll be different maps with different boss Pokemon characters. to hit and different bosses. Uh, like, Greedent has been a boss before. It's been a boss in Sword and Shield. So it's hard to say that that necessarily means that it's a playable Pokemon. It's probably in the game. We just don't know in what capacity. Yeah. And then they showed Sylveon, uh, which mm -hmm. people like. And then they showed Mamoswine. So before we get to Mamoswine, are we starting off as Eevee or are we just going to get Sylveon? Uh, the way they made it sound is it's just Sylveon. Yeah, that's what I would mm, guess. Yeah. I mean, because they already did just, really... just Lucario. So mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it'd be really weird to do Eevee and then it only evolves <laughs> into Sylveon without like getting into the very complex nature of how you're going to do all the evolutions in Unite. I think they're just going to skip it. I'm going to say, here's Sylveon. I'm assuming they aren't just also just giving us Mamoswine because Mamoswine has a very direct path of level up. Yeah, I would so assume it's Swine Up. It's well, Swine Up, Pylaswine. Mamoswine is probably going to be an all arounder because like every three yeah. stage seems to be an all arounder, like Charizard, Garchomp. I don't know. There's probably another one I'm thinking. I can't think of. I mean, Gardevoir is not an all arounder. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I guess Mamoswine could be a attitude. three stage defender, <laughs> but. Blastoise is a three-stage defender. We know Blastoise is a defender. It says on the official yeah. website. Uh, I would imagine... I don't expect it to be a speedster. So I'm imagining <laughs> it's an all-rounder. Mamoswide's kind of bulky and fast. And the, the screenshots they show, though, are like... They keep showing it in the jungle. Because it was in the middle of the Zapdos, and then they show it attacking in the middle... Uh, attacking uh, Crawdunt. Maybe it's an all-rounder? I don't know. I... I don't think it's a defender. They showed both of them in very similar situations. Yeah, they did. Maybe they just like showing off the jungle. More it interesting than a lane. <laughs> Everybody's like, jungle, jungle mammoths, my new jungle main. Well, yeah. Did I tell you I had a jungle blissey the other night in the game? Yeah? Like, blissey went into the jungle. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Was it, did, did you win? No. <laughs> we did not. Uh, we, I had a jungle Mr. Mime one time. Were, I saw that. They were um, on the other person's team, and they were and very they wrecked good. wrecked you. Uh, we lost. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so they, that, they opened with Unite. That's pretty much all the Unite news. Uh, two new characters, the mobile date. Um, I, I think some people walked away being like, oh, crossplay is a thing. They, they, they definitely said this. <laughs> yeah, they definitely said that before. <laughs> Uh, they said cross-account and cross-play would be things, um, but uh, it's nice for them to, like, reconfirm that, uh, and I guess people finally heard it this time, so I, you know, here's the question before we move on from Unite. The Switch is not the most powerful system in the world. You can see your frame rate in the upper corner. It'll say, like, it never says 60 at all. It says, like, 47 <laughs> or 48. Yeah, it says 47, 48, yeah. Do you think that if let, Let's say this was your favorite game ever. Unite was it. It was your go-to. You plan on dedicating your next 10 years to it. League of Legends in the garbage. Those people are out there. Yep. 
Do you think you would buy like the best iPad out there and just hook a PlayStation controller up to it and just play Unite that way? Because it would, I would, I would assume even a three to four year old iPad would run better than the Switch. Hmm. I mean, maybe. I mean, I might. <laughs> I mean, I have a, I have a new iPad. But I mean, and I was does, downloading it. Does it have to be an iPad? Could it be like a less expensive Android device that has a high power processor and screen? Yeah, I mean, the I Switch. Yes, but <laughs> I mean, does it need does it, the does tablet the world? Really... The iPad is the dominant device. And no, I'm not so sure about that. Is the frame rate that important to that game? If you just want an overall smoother experience, I think the problem is like you're still going to get to that menu selection screen, and it's still going to be super laggy because yeah, it's trying to load in I mean, ten people. The only the only issue I ever seem to have is lag in the game, not frame rate. It's just like, oh, there's internet lag. Yeah. I don't really notice, like, ooh, this isn't the highest quality of low-quality graphics. Yeah, I don't know. I think it would be nice to have, like, I think the only thing that would make, make me switch from a Switch to, like, an iPad is I would assume the controller would be more customizable. Because mm. on the Switch version, you can only... You can't move the map and you can't move the like attacks off the shoulder buttons. You can move them around the shoulder buttons, but they're limited to it. So, and then like the chat has to stay on the D-pad for the Switch version. You can't like move it up to like the shoulder buttons if you wanted to. So it is very even though that the Switch version has, you know, a control setting, I would assume that like an iPad or an Android version, you could really customize the controls the way you why, wanted to. Why would you assume that? Why, what would restrict it? Why, why would... Because the controls are determined by the app, not yeah. by the... Yeah, but if you're talking Android, you can do literally anything on Android. That's hacking. That's, that's, <laughs> that, that's, is, that is that illegal. Is not and iPad. no, you cannot. And if you <laughs> if we're do, talking I'm Android, turning you over you to the internet police. literally do anything. I mean, if you're, if you're, if, if you're going to go that far, just install an Android emulator on a desktop computer and go that way. Yeah. Because that way you'll get the best performance. I would not be surprised if people do that. Yeah, I'm uh, sure. But you're not going to then become world champion and walk into <laughs> uh, an esports competition carrying your desktop computer and say, oh, but this is how I play. This is how I play. This say, is how oh, I Because you're disqualified. You have to play the game the way the game was made. And if you go beyond that, it's broken and you're a bad person. Well, if you go beyond that, plus ultra. <laughs> but Plus ultra. Ooh, the most episode. Oh. Well, I guess, I guess we're also assuming that you can even hook a controller up to the mobile version. I would assume you could because... I would assume you could. I would give that, yes. Because the platforms do support, yeah, the like Bluetooth controllers. I mean, now I feel like I have to get a controller for my iPad, which means I have no reason not to jump back into Genshin Impact if I do this. You just don't have a. This is like a bad a, situation you don't have a, for me to be in. PlayStation controller or an Xbox controller laying around? Why would he have either of those? He does not have a PlayStation or an Xbox. I have a PlayStation Four. Yeah, there you go. That's all you need. Or uh, does the PS4 play- controller? Yeah. I have a PS4, PS4, PS5, something, and I have an Xbox something. One? Do you really? Yeah. How come you didn't friend me on either of these platforms? Because I never, 
I have not turned. Matter of fact, mm. we disconnected them mm-hmm. uh, when we mm-hmm. moved our living around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except for I think I reconnected the Xbox. I don't know why, because so, I still haven't turned it on. The problem in is three there's years. two Xbox One controllers. One of them is compatible with iPad. One is not. So I would say go PlayStation. I've heard that the PlayStation controllers are easier to hook up. I mean, can I just buy a controller specifically for that, the iPad and just be done with it? Yeah, but yeah. why would you do that when you could just get the PlayStation controller, which is like the best controller out there? Because of A, I don't know where it is, and nah, B, Xbox I don't know which version I have. Better. No, because the joysticks are both down, and it's nice. No, no, no. Okay, so the Switch the Switch Pro controller is garbage? I prefer a PlayStation 4 controller over the Switch Pro controller. I would hardly disagree, except for the fact that Katamari Damacy does play better when the sticks are <laughs> parallel. <laughs> it does. They then showed Pokemon Go, which wasn't anything specifically new. Uh, they just showed some of that, like, Wulu Squelvit, hey, Hoopa is making Zacian and Zamazenta, and we're just skipping Alola altogether. Yeah, I'm not thrilled about I kinda which, I, this is weird. Which I don't Fine. have a problem with. It it kinda goes with the I, I feel like sometimes the Pokemon company is starts to establish patterns. We talk about it all the time on the show. Everyone likes to talk about the patterns on Twitter. You know, Gen 8 was supposed to have two new EV evolutions because Gen 2 had EVs and Gen 4 had EVs and Gen 6 had EVs. So Gen 8 must have new EVs and that didn't happen. I feel like sometimes they're just like, you know. <laughs> we we started a pattern we don't like this skip gen 7 do it we gotta throw them for a loop i mean are we gonna talk about the fact that the pokemon go song got lyrics the only the night time no because i refuse to listen to any audio from pokemon go altogether it gives me you can listen ah, on true. youtube true. <laughs> i didn't look it up and Oshawa's coming to community day Oshawa yes. is coming to community day yeah so, Will, we can't record Sunday the 19th. We have to come up with a different day. That's fine. We can record early. The one thing I want to say that wasn't shown in the dura- the presents, but we should talk about, is Pokemon Go is terribly broken right now. They put Phalanx in raids, and then people couldn't see Phalanx because it was too zoomed in, so they had to, like, remove Phalanx from raids, and then they put, I don't know, they put, like, Alec Machamp or something to, like, substitute. And then... If you put Phalanx as your buddy Pokemon, he's just vertical. He doesn't actually, like, follow you. He just goes, like, straight up like a totem pole. Like, yeah, he, like, doesn't look good in the menu. I don't... It's just Phalanx, really. Phalanx is really in this game. I haven't... I also, I haven't found a Phalanx. Like, I what think... What do you mean? I just got 20 of them on my bike ride this morning. Uh, I haven't seen any in my area. I haven't seen any my any raids, either. Yeah, it's no, just well, he's been not in raids. Shadows. I got raids now. They did bump him up in the wild, and I believe he's in eggs, but I've seen like, I don't know, in the last 48 hours, I've seen like three in my house. I got, I think I got all of the Galar ones that are dropped. I got Squavits, I got Wooloos, I got Phalanx. What else is there? I have no Phalanx. Uh, I have Ice Deramaka. I have Zacian, right? Zashian's in raids right now. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't do a raid one, though. But I've not had a failing. Yeah, they're right. I got got extra. And I see their shadows. They just don't come to me. I got one in my house right now. I have a Pokemon Go public service announcement about raids. Um, If you're intending to invite me to a remote raid, 
and it's Galarian Weezing, I will be removing you from my friend list. <laughs> Why? Could be shiny. Don't I don't need shiny Galarian Weezing. I don't that I don't need to spend a remote raid pass on that. Thanks. Also, the notification system is really bad. That's always so been you bad. Can send me things <laughs> and I'll see it on my phone. And by the time it actually pops up, the lobby's gone. Yeah. Okay, can we also talk about just, uh, okay, how are we? We're here. This far into the life cycle of Sword and Shield. Uh huh. And the YCOM is still that bad. Because they haven't. What, do you expect them to fix it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> People no. expect them to add the rest of the Pokemon, too. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I mean, it is so bad. Trying to do Chandelure raids this weekend, and she was like, "I have the raid up," and I'm like, "Well, maybe, maybe Wycom will decide to show me. We'll just keep hitting it, restart it. Maybe we'll start that." It is so awful, that? <laughs> and I still can't believe like we are two years into its life cycle, and they haven't even like stated we're looking into it. I think it's just like, nope, it's gonna always be no. bad. Done. It's just bad. Yeah, they got, other, they got other games to work on. The, one of but, the problems is anything internet related, it's just, it's even in 2021, it's so fragile. It's like they could change one thing and be like, oh, this is going to improve it. And then all of a sudden, YCOM doesn't work at all anymore. Ever again. It doesn't work now. Well, I mean, it kind of sometimes works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they could just, Dynamax Adventure, like they got it mostly right. Yes, mostly. I would take the Dynamax Adventure system I, over the. I I would as well, uh, but we don't live in that world. We, we live don't. in a world where they're not fixing the YCOM. Pokemon Go very short during the presents. Uh, I am meeting with Niantic this upcoming week. Uh, some content creators already have met with Niantic and their task force team, whatever that means. Uh, well, we talked about that like last week. We did. We did. That, I'm that just, special task force. Yes. Uh, the special task force, which is made up of Niantic employees. There was, I think, two meetings last week and one meeting this week, this upcoming week. So I'll let you guys know. We'll see. And I'll just, I, well, we see everyone else is going to argue distance, which is a fair argument. I'm going to just ask for Cramorant. And I, that's, I, I agree. Yeah. I, that I makes mean, like, 100%. <laughs> yes. Just say another Rosalia community will make it all better. No. You know, they did some Pokemon Masters EX news here in celebration of Pokemon's Masters EX two-year anniversary, a new legendary event. Howling Shield of Eternity and the power of Dynamaxing is coming to the game. From now until September 15th, players can assist Gloria, Hop, and Leon as they try to help legendary the legendary Pokemon Eternatus which has arrived on the island along with a mysterious meteor. Playing through the event will reward players with the Sync Pairs Hop and Zamazenta. What that means is it's free. Hop and Zamazenta are free as long as you play the game. Gems and other useful items during the event. Cygna Suit, Leon, and Eternatus will make their debut in Sync Pair Scouting so trainers can add them to their teams. Trainers should also keep an eye out for the return of N and other Sync Pairs as part of the two-year anniversary. N will be wearing an interesting new outfit and paired with a Pokemon capable of doing damage to foes. It's Zekrom. Or Reshiram. Which one is and it? And it's not that interesting of an outfit. It's Reshiram. Uh, he already has Zekrom. 
Uh, the other thing that it doesn't say in this press release is you can get up to 100 sync pairs for free, which was, like, the big deal uh, yeah. during that little, I don't know, they spent, like, what, two, ma two minutes on Masters? Yep. And, you know, I was streaming this live on Twitch. The amount of people who don't play Masters uh, uh, in Twitch is, is a lot. You know, some people just don't like the gotchas. I get it. Uh, but they were really interested once it said up to 100 sync pairs for free. That's a lot of sync pairs. Yeah, and I pulled on one and I got all three stars. So thank heavens it's free because... Is it 100 pulls? It is. So... Okay. Yeah, it's it's 10... 10 pulls. 10, 10 pulls. And there's no guarantee that you're going to get anything good. But hey, at least it's free. It's, it's still... They didn't like... <laughs> they didn't like uh adjust the odds for it. it they didn't. It, it's a it's a seven percent chance for five stars, which is what you want. It's like a twelve what what is it, like fifteen percent chance for four stars or something like that. Yep. And then it's like a seventy five percent chance of three stars, which is the majority. But you get this little ticket when you log in. I think you have more than ten days to log in. So they do give you I think it's up to September fifteenth. I think so. So, like, if you're listening right. to this podcast and you're on the fence for Pokemon Masters, you're already going to get 3,000 gems just for logging in. Now, 3,000 gems is a normal 10 poll in the game. It's 7% for a 5-star, 20% for a 4-star, and 73% for everything else, right. which is only 3-stars. And, yes... You can get all three stars on your free pull. Yes. As I have done You can also times. get all three stars on your paid pulls. <laughs> you can. It's really, it's still really a bad system, but. So there, there is a free. different system currently in the game right now. Um, well, not currently, but that exists. It's called Fair Scout, which is what the Leon banner is. So Leon, so normally when a Poke a trainer is on a banner, a banner being like, oh, I want to pull on Leon or I want to pull on Nessa or I want to pull on Hop. That doesn't well hops technically free, but pretend. Yeah. They're normally two percent. So you have a two percent chance of getting Leon, you got a two percent chance of getting Gloria, you got a two percent chance of getting Nessa. Um, but in a fair scout, when they you have a ten percent of getting five instead of a seven percent. So Leon right now is fair scout. So let's say you're new to Pokemon Masters, you want the hundred free sync pairs. It's a lot of sync pairs. It it is genuinely even if you get a lot of threes, you're probably gonna get at least a handful of fives. So, like, it's still totally worth it. Um, and it's free. And it's free. I mean, it's worth it because it's free. Right. And I don't think, unless you're making content, saving them up, like, they're not going to add anything new. <laughs> the new banners are not going into this 10 pull. Yeah. The 10 pull is set. So just use them. They're not going to be like on September 14th, add a bunch of things they didn't add before. It's done. This is it. <laughs> You can't, sa you can't, you you're can't gonna save get. the tickets though. You, like you don't have to like. Right. You you you'll get ten tickets total. Uh, if you do decide to play, and you get the three thousand gems, you can either I would maybe suggest pulling on Leon, uh, because it is fair scout, and you can't use your free ten pulls for Leon. Yep. Or you can maybe save for N, which is one of the two year anniversary things, which his I don't know his outfit's kind of okay. It's a wedding outfit. He's finally here to make good on what happened in the Ferris finally. wheel. Finally. Make make you an honest person after that incident. Uh green hair is an auto no on me. So, <laughs> so. But okay, so Oh, 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 oh. 
go in now because the Sycamore event is back and the Sycamore Xerneas pair is like the most powerful free pair you can get. And it's free. And it's free. You just have to complete that storyline. That storyline isn't difficult to do. I strongly, strongly, strongly suggest if you are interested in going in and playing, play it now while the Sycamore event is still live. Uh, I don't remember when it ends. I will look here. This is the thing about Masters, and we've talked about this on the show. I don't know at what, like, the game is two years old. I don't know what they could do at this point to convince people to play this video game. And when they were like, we're giving you a hundred sync pairs for free. I was like, okay, I think that's how you convince people to finally play this game. Like, that is, that is a huge, um, like you're, you're forcing, you're not forcing, but you're encouraging people to log in 10 days in a row. Once they log in, they're going to get their polls. They're going to maybe get a character they like. They're going to poke around the app. Like, this is probably the best way to convince somebody that they should check out this game. Yeah. How many sync pairs total are available in the game? Too many. Uh, I can find out in a sec. Uh, the legendary events that are currently active, which are Getsis, Sycamore, and Cyrus, are up until 916. There is 178 potential sync pairs right now. Jeez. Okay, so there's no way to pull them all for free <laughs> in this method. It'd be real lucky well, if you get like... I mean, a bunch of them are free. A bunch of them come from eggs. So, like, you can get you can get there. A lot of them come from BP. I mean, there's, Wait, there are ways to Wait, how does the egg work? It. Like, the Pokemon hatches from the egg and somebody walks up and says, I paired with that one. So, um... <laughs> no, you pair with it. You yourself, you, your character pairs with it. Yeah, your own character pairs with it. You get eggs by doing, like, training missions. You can hold, like, four to eight eggs or whatever. So you'll... All I'm saying is the storytelling, consistency, and logic oh. on Casio is a bit sus. Yes, but they do do some good stories. Like, the Eternity story, I think, is really good. The Silver and Giovanni story was incredibly yeah, good. Yeah, it was pretty good. The Getsu story was... Meh. Uh, the you know Cyrus wanted to marry a Rotom in in Pokemon Masters, so you know I'm withholding all judgment until this fall event where all of the evil teams yeah. that you guys thought were going to be friendly because <laughs> well, they live on Pasio now they... turn and sabotage and saboteur and get get ya. The only villain that has somewhat come across as slightly friendly is Lusamine. Everybody else is like, I still plan on destroying the world, but I'm going to work with you for a while because I can't get off this island. Except for Cyrus. He's really obsessed with that Rotom. <laughs> the minute I can get out of this, I'm going to blow everything up. And oh, so it's and, like Lost. Yeah. The TV show. Getsus and Giovanni are already, already hate each other. I'm they have this. established this in story. <laughs> they hate each other. So this villains event should be very exciting. And uh, they showed a silhouette of Rose in the villains yeah. event, which is cool. Rose is coming. Maybe. I don't know. It could be like Diantha on the cover and not come for two more <laughs> years. True. Did you notice that the Giovanni is Rainbow Rocket Giovanni? Yeah. So Rainbow Ro- So regular Giovanni's in the game, but it's Rainbow Rocket in the villains event. So that's... I'm wondering if we get a new Giovanni pair. Did you see that the... In the I wonder if that Sigma suit Giovanni. Did you see in the Spanish version of the Pokemon Presents, they included that Giovanni will have Mega Mewtwo? Oh, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, it was Mega That's... Mewtwo Y. It was the baby-looking one, not the fighting-looking oh, one. Oh, so that must be what 
I wonder if they're going to make it Cygnus suit or just a different. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I noticed the rainbow rocket as well. Yeah. Uh, again, like, I don't know if you're on the fence for Pokemon masters, like this is, this is probably as good as it's getting. Like they're really pushing. Yeah. And it's good. Like, I don't, I, I don't think it's bad. I mean, a lot of sync pairs for free, a bunch of gems, like you get your 3000 gems, plus you get your daily login gems, plus you get your event gems. I don't know. I, I, I think it's worth trying. I mean, it's free. It's free. You're getting a bunch of stuff for free, so play around with it, and if you hate it, you hate it. Yeah. You didn't lose anything. You maybe pulled uh, Lucy me, and you're like, well, uh, let's move on. <laughs> okay, I got a holla. <laughs> Another Bryson what? man? Wow. Say, the, the bread? <laughs> no. Uh, the last thing before we get to the two big things that they showed here was Pokemon Cafe Remix. I'm in. Pokemon Cafe Mix, the touch-based puzzle game for the Nintendo Switch and mobile devices, get, is getting a revamp this fall along with a new name, Pokemon Cafe Remix. Updates will include new puzzle elements, more Pokemon, new dress-up options, and more ways of growing and developing your staff Pokemon. Pokemon are now able to eat delicious meals prepared for them, making them more friendly and more willing to become Pokemon staff. Staff Pokemon, sorry. New puzzles will make it easier to clear wait new puzzle skills will make it easier to clear puzzles which were introduced in cafe remix as well as the ability to combine megaphones to make them more powerful golden acorns collected uh in pokemon cafe mix will be able to be transferred to remix wait do i have to install a new app no i think it's like when pokemon masters changed their name it's just the app updated so why yeah, is it saying it, that the acorns yeah, can be transferred? That that's the only part sense. that makes me go, is it a new app? Because they do say it ha- it can be transferred, which wouldn't matter if it was just an update to the game. So again, their wording in a lot of these things are like, they leave a lot of questions. <laughs> that's okay. Gardenscapes is done. Pokemon Remix. The new one. It does say yeah, free to start, optional in-game purchases, data charges may apply for mobile version, users cannot transfer save data from the Switch version to iOS or Android version, or vice versa. Depending on the device or OS, users may not be able to use all features. Also, it is in horizontal mode. Look, if they, Get over it. If they said Cafe Remix and the remix was them going from horizontal to vertical, I would be, I'm, I'd be back in. That would be it. I don't understand. What do you mean back in? You were never in in the first place. I got to like level 12 in that game. How hard is this? How hard is this? I don't want to do this. Why? It's not hard. First off, you can't play like this. You are doing it just like that. No, because my hand hand can't even reach 50%. And when I'm like this, I can reach it all. Why are you so lazy to not use to? I can't have this debate again. (laughs) I can't have this debate. The world cannot cater to your weirdness. When I would play are... Clash Royale, Clash Royale was a brilliant design game. They put all four at the bottom. I could reach that. You only, you never had to reach higher in the field. Well, maybe if you threw like a, a fireball, I wasn't that kind of player. Yeah. But uh, you could just play it with one hand. It was like that. Or you could uh, do the really lazy way of like placing it on the fl- the ground and then just using one finger like this. You can still place it on the floor in horizontal move and use one finger and do that. And I will Cafe also say this is a two finger game. You need what, bo- you, you need both hands. What, your other hand needs to be occupied because idle hands are the devil's tool. Well, yeah, that's why. I, no. Yeah, like, we don't want to hear about drink, your depravity. Drink your water, Steve. play your clash <laughs> Water. That vodka looks like water. 
Cafe Mix is a bummer. Pokemon Shuffle was a better puzzle game. Stay tuned for my Cafe Remix weekly report. I'll give it. I'll, I'll try it. Garden is for that. gone. Long live Cafe Remix. If you thought Pokemon Go and Pokemon Masters nickel and dimed you, Cafe Mix is highway robbery. Like the, the acorns in that game and what they want you to buy is actually atrocious. I mean, you put, I never put money into it. And so no it one matter. ever talks about it. Everyone always talks about how Pokemon Go nickels and dimes you and how gems yeah. are too expensive in, in Masters, which is very true. Because people play those games. But <laughs> the, oh, number one I was, was... I was just going to say, because Cafe Remix <laughs> is going the way of Pokemon Duel. Not too long for this world. The, there must be something. Somebody must be playing ca- a cafe mix because po- oh, I, Dylan, Pokemon Dylan is playing cafe mix. Rumble Rush only lasted a year. Yeah, and they cl- they shut that down. So I don't know what who's playing cafe remix, but I think the actual I just problem. Told you, Dylan is. I think the actual problem <laughs> that I have with cafe remix is it's it's not good enough to the two games that it looks like. So like. Pokemon Shuffle, I think, is just a better puzzle game. Mm. And it was on iOS and it was on 3DS and stuff. And I really like Shuffle a lot. And then the other game that it actually looks like is Disney Tsum Tsum. And it's not as good as that either. So it has, like, the Tsum Tsum that it looks like that I want it to be. And Tsum Tsum is just a better... How is it better? Qualify your statements. Because Tsum Tsum, you don't have to, like, spin in this. So, so I, I'm, i like, level 12 or 13 in Cafe Mix, and it's so far it's pretty easy. But you have to, like, kind of, like, mix it. Well, I get it because you're, like, mixing food. You have to, like, mix it into into a way where it blows up blocks or it merges and then disappears. In Tsum Tsum, you're just matching lines. It's like Snake. You're like, oh, I'm going to take all these Mickey heads and I'm going to draw a line of all the Mickey heads and then they're going to disappear. You can't soar, you can't move the characters in Tsum Tsum. You're drawing the line, and then they disappear, and then the rest drop down. So you're like, I'm going to clear this Mickey, and then Donald's going to drop down, and now all the Donalds are touching, and then I'm going to get rid of the Donalds, and then that drops down, and then like, oh, Buzz Lightyear is now, the Buzz Lightyear at the top here was touching the Buzz Lightyear at the bottom down here, and now I can draw the Buzz to get them. And then when you do buzz enough of that. Light year. Light year. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get your little superpower, and then you hit the superpower, and then things explode. Cafe Mix never really had that. It was just like, okay, grab like three Chime Echoes and like swirl them until they d- vanish. Like, no, <laughs> what are you even talking? I mean, Cafe Remix is you you draw the line through all the things. They just move with you, and you can have them explode in specific ways. It is. Basically, how you're talking about Tsum Tsum, no, a different. better version of Tsum Tsum. It's not a better version of Tsum Tsum. It is, because you actually can move them and have them to do the things that them. you want them. Because you're lazy. Your laziness <laughs> is not a better game. You're just lazy. You won't turn your phone <laughs> on the side. You, Greg. And For Greg, you can't, I will take you, you to a round even, one. We will, we will play the Tsum Tsum, and you'll be like, this is better. It is better. You, the Tsum Tsum is better than Cafe You know, Mix. by making that statement, there is no amount of dragging me to round one that will ever get me to agree that Tsum Tsum is better because you made that statement. <laughs> you know this about me. You have doomed that game to forever be ignored by me. 
just zoom zoom is a better game it isn't a better game it's a far worse game it's better it's awful i can't even believe they made it it's so bad we need to take a cash grab and it's worse oh there's no debating it's not a cash grab that is true It is 100% a cash grab. We have been to the Mall of America multiple times, and not once have you dragged me into that arcade to show me Zoom Zoom. Is it? I not Because that's a, not, it's not a Disney. It's yeah. Nickelodeon. They don't, they don't have, they don't it, have yeah. it. That's not, not in no, the- No, 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 no. The, the, the arcade on the, the, the fourth arcade floor. arcade on the third, third floor. floor yeah. Wait, there's an arcade up there? Yes. Oh, dude. Do you even pay attention? No, I'm trying Why to get to take you places. Is it around? Is We're it around going to break. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Diamond and Pearl. Pokemon. This week's episode is brought to you by Shaker and Spoon, a subscription cocktail service that helps you learn how to make handcrafted cocktails right at home. Why do you say that like such a creep? I don't no, understand. That's romantic. That, that's romantic? How? We need to have an intervention with Irene. Uh, every box comes with enough ingredients to make three different cocktail recipes developed by world-class mixologists. All you need to do is buy one bottle of that month's spirit, and you have all you need to make 12 drinks at home. And, once again, Shaker and Spoon's craft mixologist recipes came in handy at another wedding, as it did yesterday, because they had a list of all the liquors, and you can make things. And I, even though I don't drink, I knew what things I could make. I didn't make them, but Brent did. <laughs> and go. Brent realized uh, open bar is a bad idea for Brent. Five cocktails in. At just 40 to $50 per month, plus the cost of the bottle, this is a super cost-effective way to enjoy craft cocktails. And you can skip or cancel boxes anytime. And they come with recipe cards on how to make the cocktails, which you can give to other people who may want to learn how to make those cocktails themselves, which is something that I did, and they appreciated that. Invite some friends over, class up your nightcaps, or be the best house guest of all time with your shaker and spoon box. Get $20 off your first box over at shakerandspoon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t shakerandspoon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t we have to work on your game. It's not in the advertising. <laughs> and we are back from our break. You from can't break. just leave that. Oh, my bad. Jeez. All right, here we go. The Pokemon Diamond. Sorry. The Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl games enable fans to experience the original story and game features from Pokemon Diamond and Pearl in a fresh way. So much for Faithful. First released We're all in, reading too much into it. First oh. released in 2006, Shit. the original games have been faithfully reproduced and colorly, colorly revitalized for the Nintendo Colorfully <laughs> revitalized. Yeah, that's the word. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl will bring back trainers to the Sinnoh region, where they will meet Professor Rowan, battle against Team Galactic, explore the Grand Underground, the Sinnoh region's popular Pokemon Super Contest return, as Super Contest shows and players can socialize with other trainers around the world in the Union Room. We'll see about that. 
Trainers will be able to personalize their gameplay experience by using capsule decorations. And Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl will be compatible with Pokemon Home in 2022. A special edition Nintendo Switch Lite Dialga and Palkia will be released on Friday, November 5th, 2021. To commemorate the launch of these titles and have a design on the back featuring a silver colored Dialga and a gold colored Palkia. For more information, please visit this link. Okay. Gold and silver remakes confirmed. Finally. That's what we were waiting for the entire time. This is what I want to say before we get into this. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter how soon they would have... black or white. It doesn't matter if (laughs) your heart knows what's right. Knows what's right. It doesn't really matter if they would have shown this earlier in the year or later in the year. I mean, we knew the games were going to come out in November regardless. But what I will say is it was a good trailer. They really... Yeah. They really knocked it out of the park with this trailer. It kind of had a little of everything. IGN would well, be excited. There were some flaws. I wouldn't say knocked it out of the park, <laughs> but maybe hit an infield home run. Yeah, they had an infield home run for sure. It, it was a, a very, very good trailer. And I don't know if people are still on the fence after this, right? Like, you're either in or Plenty you're not. Of peop- well, I mean, okay. oh, everybody's okay. yes, always yes. on the fence. Yes. Like, no. don't, don't deny people's ability to sit on the fence. Mm. Uh, you know, I I personally hate sitting on a fence. I like to, you know, be on one side or the other. I I will say I did not see the one thing that I was looking for in Faithful Remakes. So maybe I'm on the fence. What were you, what? Will give give me your Diamond and Pearl history. You, I know you love I black and white. What did you only love the DP? Played it to complete my living decks. Therefore, I am looking forward to playing it for the actual gameplay. They Underground is back. They renamed it to the Grand Underground. Uh, it says the Underground and Diamond and Pearl have been powered up in these games. It is co- now called the Grand Underground. The, uh, the Grand Underground is a vast subterranean world that spread out like a maze beneath the entire Sinnoh region. Use the Explorer Kit when you you'll receive during your adventure to visit the Ground Underground, which I think you get after the. Third gym? You, yeah, you got them after fighting uh, Gardenia last time. Where you can participate in activities such as digging up valuable treasures and Pokemon fossils, or you can create your own secret base. You can also visit what's called Pokemon Hideaways, which is a new thing, where you can find Pokemon that live in a variety of different environments. Pokemon Hideaways come with a variety of different terrains ranging from stillwater caverns to volcanic landscapes with different Pokemon living in each environment. Among the Pokemon that inhabit the Sinnoh region, there are some Pokemon that can only be found in these hideaways. Some walls in the ground underground can be dug into by using a sledgehammer or pickaxe. This was in the original. By digging into them, you can find things useful for your adventure, such as fossils, as well as new statues that can be added uh, that have been added to these games. I'm going to stop here real quick and say, when I played original Diamond and Pearl, I was... I don't know, like 16 or 17. I did not spend a lot of time in the underground. Oh, I did. And so by playing through Platinum a year ago and having, you know, 200 plus people in my Twitch stream be like, oh, you got to do the underground. It's so fun. As an adult, it was not that. <laughs> like, it is, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It's like a cute mini game, but there's not. Like, well, unless wasn't you're there looking... supposed to be like online interactive component to it? Of, yeah, like, like finding you, your yeah. friends' stuff. Yeah, yeah you there could... was local. There was like local where you could like 
run around and tag and stuff. But the like the actual mini game of like digging up fossils, like it's it's a good mini game. Yeah, it's a frustrating mini game sometimes, but yeah. But when like, but if you don't care about red gems or blue gems or green gems, or you're in the one camp where you're like, I only care about red gems because I need 500 of these gems yeah. to teach one Pokemon <laughs> yeah. one move. It's just not a good g- loop. There's not enough. I think I think here's the thing. It, it almost feels like a bad Pokemon Masters poll where you're like, yeah, I like polling in Pokemon Masters. Who doesn't like trying to get like 10 different characters and hopefully one of those characters is good. But in like the underground, it was like, yeah, I like digging, but when you're only digging up like gold nugget, like it's just like, is there anything else here? <laughs> I mean, post game there were a lot of fossils in there, which is what I spent all my time getting. The fact that they're adding like statues. So, so look, yeah. I'm I, I'm not complaining about like I want the I I just want that mini game to like feel more fun and i think the way you make that feel more fun is you add like exciting things like hey i want to keep digging yeah. over and over for like a rayquaza statue that sounds cool i am curious if secret bases will actually be like secret bases before where you can have other furniture and things because the way they make it sound is it's just for statues and nothing else and before you could make like obstacle courses and you could put traps in your secret base and people could meet you and here they kept saying it should it they kept making it sound that it was just for statues which makes me less interested in customizing my secret base <laughs> well it, except uh, the statues determine I mean, what the hidden realms are yes. that you walk into. well i think it changes what pokemon appear but looking at the map for the hidden realms it looks like hideaways the hideaways are specific to each area and you can control what pokemon appear but they are going to be like the first one you run into is the grass one and then there's a fire one and when you're under snow point it's the ice one like if you look at the map on the web page it seems that the hidden areas the hideaways or whatever they're called are don't change but the pokemon in it will change based off of your statue there's some screenshots here one of the screenshots is like an overhead Animal Crossing grid look, and it says two out of 18 statues placed in the room, and then the second one shows uh, a bunch of statues. It has, like, a green Charizard, a green Venusaur. It has a Snorlax on a stand. It has a Pachirisu and a Krogunk on a stand, and then it has a non-green Turtwig, Chimchar, and Piplup not on stands. So, I don't know if I'm reading too much into that as, like, maybe the green charizard is more rare than a non-green charizard or maybe the snorlax on the stand is just rare because it's on a stand is there a snorlax not on a stand <laughs> why why I is mean, this venusaur green and the piplup there were is dolls gray? before so it could be that the three starters are dolls and not statues like there's a lot of, i have a lot of questions also before you could only have one secret base so my question is, is do the statue, the statues, one, can you have multiple secret bases for each area or does your one secret base statue change the Pokemon in all of the hidden areas? Cause you can still only have one secret mm. base. Yeah. Like I don't understand. I don't know which way they're going. Cause you, before you it was swap one- out those statues, man. Yeah. Every time it says build. It's a, so it says build your very own secret base, decorate it with Pokemon statues. 
You can use an item called the Digger Drill in the Grand Underground to build yourself a secret base within the walls. Pokemon statues you can find while digging fossils, which that was not there before. So again, exciting. Um, hopefully, you can. Uh, they can be placed where, when, uh, wherever you like inside your secret base, so you can customize your own space. And it says adventure together with trainers all over the world in the Grand Underground. You can interact. Interact with trainers all over the world through your Nintendo Switch systems, local communication, or online communication, as well as together in the Grand Underground, you can dig for fossils together with other trainers. And they show two screenshots. The top screenshot has two Dawns and three... Whatever that dude's name is. What is the male? Not Dawn. Not Dawn. I love Not Dawn. Three Dawns and... Ethan? <laughs> e- no, Ethan, Ethan is gold. Oh. Dang it. Brendan? No, Brendan is... The... Brandon is is what Gen is the Gen 3? Four dude's name? Clyde, Charles, no, Billy, Billy. <laughs> There's never been a Billy. Billy Esteban. <laughs> yeah, that, that has to yeah it's be. Esteban. <laughs> uh, okay, it is Don and uh, Ethan is Gen. Ethan and Chris is Gen Two. Jimbo. Brandon and May is is Gen Three. Lucas and Don is Lucas. How could we forget Lucas? Okay, and Nate, then the bottom screenshot and Rose shows and Hilbert and Hilbert and Hilda are Gen Five. Bottom screenshot shows one Don, two Lucases. So, Lucas yeah. I, Lu- Luke I, Luke I, Ludicolos. <laughs> I think the the hideaway. Okay, so the hideaway stuff is is like them acknowledging knowing wanting to put overworld pokemon into the game yeah like i was excited for that because you see this little chibi psyduck walking around and this little bidoof and this like gastrodon like slugging along and then you see your character kind of run past those and i will die on this hill i think random encounters are bad (laughs) they're not fun anymore Mm, yes, I mean, no. as a person who has a show about random encounters, I'm still really liking them. I think what they did in Sword and Shield is a perfect balance in the wild area where there was yeah. some, like, the grass could shake, you could run up to it, and but you could see all the Pokemon. Like I, like, I think Sword and Shield had such a good balance, and I get it, you know, if they can't do, if they didn't want to, or they, they, re- they wanted to keep the random encounters for the integrity of faithful remakes... Authenticity, yes. yeah, but I I do love. I think there's a good compromise to have this area. Yeah. Um, who knows if it's going to be like Let's Go, where they're, like they're shining in the overworld or they're not. But I wonder if this is going to be also a way of shiny hunting. I'm sure it is. Like, are there shiny improving statues? Yeah, or you need to have all the rarish statues to have. I don't know. Yeah, like, like have an increased shiny encounter. Every cool not even increased, but like, what if? You know, cast forms a one percent, and if you want to increase the cast form, cast forms in this game. Yeah, yeah. Do you? Do we want to talk about the Pokemon they showed and what that meant for the Pokedex? Uh, the next thing on our list was contest. Okay. <laughs> so is that a no? <laughs> do we want to come back to the Pokemon stuff? Let's, I mean, I, I think, think look, I think we have to get through the. Let's get through everything first. All right. Fine. Super contests were popular performances in Sinnoh, each by four performers and their Pokemon who work together to show off their performer skills. During the show, you can dress up your Pokemon in their favorite outfits. 
and your Pokemon will dance, making it an uh, altogether a different experience from the usual battles of strength. Up to four people can't participate, so show off your best performance with your friends to really wow the crowd. Super contests are divided into five categories, coolness, cuteness, beauty, toughness, and cleverness, which each has different ranks of normal, great, ultra, and master. Super contests are judged based on visual evaluation, dance evaluation, and move evaluation, and you can receive hype points based on your evaluations, and if the combined total of all four performers' hype points reached a target score, the show will be declared a success. I, uh, I'll give it a chance. I don't think I did any contest I mean, in Gen 3 or Omega Ruby <laughs> or... I, so you had to do one. Yeah, they you had to, do, you to one. do one. Yes. I do enjoy contests. I think it is I think the the puffin and maxing out the beauty or whatever toughness stats. Like that's that that that's kind of fun. What I'm what's interesting is they added an entire new section with the move the dance, the dance. section in between visual and move. Like there's a rhythm game in the game <laughs> that is different from the two standard parts, which is how well have you raised this Pokemon and dressed it? So the visual beauty, which is like you just get judged. And then the move part was always there, which was use moves in unique ways to to debuff other Pokemon, to buff yourself, to get appeal points. And those are still here in the visual and move parts, as far as I can tell. Yeah. It's the dance part that I think is going to be controversial because it is a rhythm based game. And therefore, somewhat dexterity based. I'm real that bad at rhythm said, games. That said, contests are completely optional, and you never have to do them. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think so either. Um, I mean, like if, if you don't know, Game Freak did make a rhythm game. It was called Harmonite, and it yep. came out on the 3DS. Gosh, seven years ago or something. <laughs> I think it was longer than that. Uh, but it was called Harmonite. And it had uh, no Pokemon stuff in it, except I think there was a Pokemon song you could do near the end that you can unlock. But yeah, I mean, it, it comes down to whether or not you like rhythm games. I'd be curious on the uh, ribbon. it was 2013. So eight years ago. I'd be curious if the ribbons line up with the ribbons in Gen 4, because there was a lot of Gen 3 ribbons that were similar in... Ruby and Sapphire, and then similar in Omega Ruby, uh, but Omega Ruby added like ten more new ones or something yeah. like that. And they really, really went all in on stickers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of stickers, use capsule decorations to create effects according to your taste. Using capsule decorations, you can place stickers to customize the effects and appear when a Pokemon comes out of the Pokeball for battles or super contests. With over 90 different stickers, you can customize your ball capsules with fluttering effects, flower petals, raging flames. You can buy stickers in the shop, but you can also get them in other ways by defeating gym leaders or being successful in super contest shows. That's how you get the rare stickers. Yeah. Where you can flex in your non-ranked ladder battles. Yes. Again, I wasn't super into stick. Maybe I was just an edgelord 16-year-old. I was like, I just want to play some Pokemon. Maybe you were. I just want to battle. Uh, yes, you were. You absolutely were an edgelord, sixteen-year-old. I, well, I chain did, wallet. I did have a chain wallet. Yeah, but I still don't know what your hairstyle was, so I don't know how. I, I had you a were. faux hawk. 
God, why do I know you? I, that's the real question. Man, look, I- look it, he's not a child any longer. Yeah, I've only gotten um, worse. Uh, you th- they got rid of the letters, right? There's no way. Because in the original, they uh, had no yeah. words. No words. <laughs> yeah, they, I guarantee they get rid of the letters because that that was bad. And since it's now online, it's real bad. <laughs> so they got rid of the letters and they just have pretty stickers like stars and snowflakes and petals and hearts. But you can add up to 20, which seems like a lot. Yeah, I I, like the little like grid thing they showed. What's interesting is it's got a you can either do it in 2D mode or 3D mode. So you can either do it on a grid or freestyle in 3D mode. And I I don't know, like, are we assuming that where you place it is where it will appear in front or behind or below that's how your it was Pokemon so, That's how it out? worked in the originals? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, I mean, like, it was so small that it was, like, really hard to tell. Yeah. I have a feeling it will not be as hard to tell in this one. But also, it's, it's, it's like, what, a less than a one-second animation? Like, it goes so fast that it's, it would be hard to tell anyways. I could see tell that this. confetti coming out behind that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you can see it. I mean... Tell this to the stars and squares shiny people. Yeah, you're you're right. I'm just saying that, like, if you put the little lightning bolt in in the center bottom right square, is somebody going to notice if, like, you put it one square over? There like- is someone whose only <laughs> art is the art of Pokeball customization. Like, wow, that and that, they will know that effect was incredible. But ah, you should have just moved that. <laughs> you should have moved that lightning bolt two pixels over. It would have been a much. It would have been like you don't know. You don't know how. I mean, it looks good in the picture, and it looks like you can tell because Pachiriso's got those things over. And if that lower left hand one was up a little, I'd like it better. Walk around with your favorite Pokemon. Once you've progressed through a certain point in the game, you can choose one Pokemon that you have befriended at a time to walk behind you. Any Pokemon that appears in those games can walk with you, so choose a favorite to travel through the Sinnoh region So uh, as you visit lots of places and make memories together. Now, I don't know if uh, our, our audience remembers, but there was a place in Diamond and Pearl and Platinum called Am- Amity, Am- Amity Park? Amity Park? Amity Park. Amity Park, um, which was after the fourth gym, I think? Maybe third. Everything's after the third. Uh, it is in the uh, what is the center town? Is that Heart Home, where Fantina is supposed to be, but it's, she's not there. It's yeah, it's in the same town as Fantina, and it's Heart Home, isn't it? No, I mean she's not there. She's not there the first time you get there. She's not th- oh, yeah, yeah, it's Heart Home City. She's not there the first time. And yeah, Amity Square is uh in that city. It's the north section, and you could only bring cute. Pokemon, yeah, you can only bring like eight which, Pokemon in, and then in Platinum, it like upped it to twenty Pokemon or something. Yeah, I got real mad with the considered cute. So you could you could walk around like a Pikachu or a Bidoof or I think like a Cricketot, and you Bidoof could wasn't in there, huh? Bidoof wasn't allowed in there. I think Bidoof was. I'm looking at Pokemon permitted. Give me Pikachu, the list: Clefairy, Psyduck, Turtwig, Grottle, Totera, Chimchar, Monferno, Infernape. Piplup, Prinplup, Empoleon, Pachirisu, Drifloon, Baneri, Hapini, and then after the next National Dex, Jigglypuff, Torchic, Shroomish, and Skitty. So you could, obviously you could have Pikachu follow you in, in Pokemon Yellow. 
Yeah. But the, that, the uh, Amity, Amity Park, sorry, is like the first time you could pick a Pokemon and walk around with it. And it really didn't do anything, but it was cute. In a 2021 game where Game Freak and the Pokemon Company knows that people like Pokemon following behind you, what is this park going to be doing? I would maybe assume that the park is what unlocks the following Pokemon, but they show in the trailer uh, very early on Pokemon following you. Obviously, you can backtrack. Well, yeah, I don't think it's very early on. They show cities where you're in, but not when you get it. I would imagine it is in Heart Home City where you get that ability. I'm just curious what this little park is going to be doing now. There's a lot of I mean, questions. Like, what that's is the integration with Pokemon Go? There you the go. Biggest, Maybe. The biggest thing in the park was you could get... You could find, like, items would, on the ground. You could find items on the ground. They would randomly pick things up. And I'm imagining that part is staying. And they probably got rid of the cuteness requirement <laughs> and just said, here, come into the park. Your Pokemon will follow you around. And then you can pick things up. Uh, and then uh, from that po- point forward, your Pokemon can follow you in the... I don't even remember. I think mostly you just got contest items in the park. I want to say there was a TM hidden in one of the little caves. Or like, not caves, but like little treehouse things that they had. And I thought you could pick uh, up like... Sec- Carbos secret and power and a track were hidden in there. The spooky plate was hidden in there and the amulet. But that's exciting. I mean, like, people freaked out when walking Pokemon came back. Like at this point, it's like a standard. I feel like, (laughs) yeah, I don't know why it was ever. I don't know. It's just, it doesn't like make or break a video game. In my opinion, like I can't imagine somebody's like, Oh man, Diamond pulls my favorite game ever. But if there's no walking Pokemon, I'm not buying it. Like I, I'm sure that one person exists (laughs) in an infinite universe. Anything is possible, but Glee Blorb is like, no. But it's always funny because I'll post like, I don't know, clips or tutorials on YouTube or Instagram or whatever, or TikTok, and then people will be like, how'd you get the Pokemon to follow you in Sword and Shield? And it's like, <laughs> oh, you must have uh, missed the DLC part of this game, eh? Yeah, it's the DLC. <laughs> Interact with trainers around the world in the Union Room. Union Room is a facility where you can enjoy battling and trading with other Pokemon and trainers through the Nintendo Switch system or other communication. In local room, trainers can gather by local communication to enjoy trading, battling, and other activities. In the global room, trainers can use the online communication to gather in a single room for trading, battling, online communications. Again, I don't know if a lot of people remember this, but back in the day when you joined the union room, you would be randomly assigned an NPC as your character. And sometimes it wasn't what you would want. Like, I don't want to be the hiker. I don't want to be the, like, (laughs) swimsuit guy. And so I'm looking at screenshots, and you can see the hiker. You can see the, like, country girl. Um, You can see, like, the old lady and, like, the little psychic dude with, like, the hair swoop. And they always have, like, an abra or a cadabra. Is it randomly? And then you see Lucas. Well, you see yourself as you. You always saw yourself as the character, as yourself. And how it's you how appear to other, other people. people see you. Right, but that was, yeah. I remember, like, that, that, because when Diamond and Pearl came out, that was the first time I was on, like, forums. Yeah, but we all can't be the same people. Well, no, but that, <laughs> this leads into, like, the added character customization in this game. 
Not enough. So are they ignoring the character customization customization for the see, union room? Did you see how the character customization works? Yeah, they showed you're, a little bit of it. You're only getting full outfits. It's not well, like I have the leather jacket sure. and that. Did you look at the menu? Okay. Yeah, it said menu. this style, that style, yes. that style, that style. It did not say leather jacket. <laughs> Jeans, leather jacket, you're right. shorts. Uh, like there is no, there is no split tabs on but this. You're menu. missing the really important thing for faithfulness, which I find hilarious. Which was, there were literally two rooms, and you walked into. I'm gonna walk into the local room. I'm gonna walk into the global room. Yeah. Rather than walking into a room and then having a menu come up that say, "Do you want the local oh, room right. or the global room?" Because that that functionality never had any problems ever. <laughs> yes, they did. They so, did. They did show character customization. Well, we'll, hold on. We'll circle back. They showed character customization. It says you will be able to buy and change outfits at the Metronome Style Shop in Veilstone City. I just want to say one thing: in Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, you could pick your permanent trainer style. You had to go talk to a specific person in Orberg City and they would let you pick how you appeared to other people. Well, which trainer type you appeared as. Yes. Oh, I see, I see. I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, so, in that one and then they also did that in Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver. I think it was only random in Gen 3. Showed outfits, although Will is right, they only showed like four outfits and it looked like full outfits, and the website is saying you can buy and change outfits at the Metronome Style Shop in Veilstone City. If you are curious what that means, it, uh, it, the Metronome Style Shop is where the Game Corner used to be. Yeah! So, goodbye! That's gone. Gambling, hello, clothes. They only showed four outfits. They were complete outfits. We don't know if there's more. We don't know if you can customize these outfits. The outfits they showed were very cute, though. Like, they were all mm -hmm. really good outfits. Everyday style, Eevee jacket style, <laughs> winter style, leather jacket style. Um, so, uh, yeah, we, we don't know that. Uh, it, it, it's cool. You can pick your skin color. I, this, was, this was one of my complaints for, for Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire that we've talked about. That why didn't they just let me pick who I could be? Why don't they just have a couple outfits? This game has you know, done that. There's another podcast that would have said, I can't believe there's a single person in the world that looks at these games and says, I can't customize my character. <laughs> That's a no. Yep. And they're gonna be yes, like, and I'm sure that podcast here, 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 is here, done here, here, by here. three white dudes that are like, Who <laughs> here, cares here. about being your skin color? There are plenty of people of color that would kill. To actually have some sort of representation. Back in my day, you couldn't be a girl. That's so, true. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a work in progress. There's, we still haven't addressed the, the issue that's keeping me on the fence. Which, which actually is? has to do with the union rooms. No preloaded phrases that appear when you meet somebody. Yeah. But we don't know if that's in or out. They just haven't said. That's I'm on the fence. Because I need those phrases. I need to be able to say, <laughs> I enjoy happy. Game is fun. Yeah. Those were good. Uh, I think that's all the features that we've gotten through. And then Pokemon Homecoming in 2022. 2022. Do we now want to talk about Wild Area and the Pokedex? Yeah. For everybody's like, oh, I wonder if the, if the National Dex and stuff is going to be there. Going by past games... 
and what they showed in the wild area. They showed Pokemon in the wild area that did not appear anywhere in any of the Diamond, Pearl, or Platinum Pokemon. Are, are, are you, you talking mean, about, you talking about the, the hidden realms? The hideaways. Yeah, the hideaways. So in the hideaways, in the hidden realms, in the shadow realms, uh, there's a Nummel. Nummel was not in any of the Pokedexes, if I remember correctly, and it's in this game. So, like, speculation about what will be and won't be in the Pokedex is sort of out the window right now because I we don't saw know. something. I need to go back and look. I, I still find it hard to believe, although, <laughs> although believable nonetheless, that they would release a game after Sword and Shield, and that game wouldn't have some of the most popular Pokemon currently on people's minds, like Scorbunny, Grookey, um, for me, Cramorant. Although I would, you know, as much as I like Cramorant, like Cramorant is featured in a lot of merchandise and a lot of, um, mm -hmm. it was in the movie and it like, whether or not the US likes Cramorant, we definitely know people over in Japan like Cramorant. So I do think... Yeah, like, Centret's not in the Pokedex for Diamond and Pearl or Platinum also. So... We already have a couple of Pokemon shown on screen that aren't that are in the hidden hideaways that aren't in the old Pokedex. So all guesses about what this Pokedex will be are off the table because we don't know what they're doing. Yeah, we don't know if like the hideaways have Gen Pokemon, and that's right. Just something we don't know they're... if things unlock post post game. Like, do these only appear when you get shadows that they only lock? with certain statues and get post game. Like we don't know, but I think people who are making declarations about this will for sure be a national decks or this will for sure only be the platinum decks. We have no clue. There anymore. is not a single doubt. Like, there is no way that they released sword and shield with missing 200 Pokemon. And then a non game freak game comes along and includes all 800 some Pokemon. Yeah. There is not a, that's not happening. Yeah. There's it's no not way. happening, but we don't like, we don't know what the Pokedex is going to look like at this point. Like we can assume because they've stated going forward from sword and shield, not every game will have all Pokemon yes. in it. So it is unlikely that this game will have all Pokemon in it. Well, well, you so you brought that up, and I was gonna save this for the Arceus conversation, but like, like, like they they <laughs> they did twenty eight minutes of Pokemon news, and then the last like fourteen seconds, they're like, by the way, <laughs> by the way, uh, yep. ranked battles will yeah. not take place in these two new games. They will continue taking place in Sword and Shield. Goodbye, and then they ended. Yeah, it, which I... is like fine. But yeah. I, I I just can't imagine, and I just want to lay this out here. I just want people to think about this, that there's no way that Diamond and Pearl have all 800 Pokemon. There's no. just no way. There's no way so. that Legends of Arceus, and this hasn't even been brought up. There's no way that game has all 800 Pokemon either. No. Oh, oh heck no. Heck no. We're going to be lucky if that game has like 200 Pokemon. But like somehow... The narrative around Arceus is like that. That's not even a consideration. Like people are looking at Arceus and they're like, this is a new style of Pokemon game. I want it. It's not. I'm interested in this Pokemon game, but it better have all the Pokemon. Like that's not even on the table for most people or the conversation like it was for Sword and Shield. So we have well, we have four games on the Nintendo Switch from 
that are Pokemon games. We have Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee has 153 Pokemon. We have Diamond and Pearl. Let's just assume that it's going to have 490 whatever Pokemon that was in Platinum or whatever. 493. I think it was exactly 490. The first time it was 493 for Platinum. We have Arceus, which lucky if that game has like 400 Pokemon. Like, I don't think so, but... So why do people just assume that because of that message, ranked battles will continue in Sword and Shield? They're going to add the last 200 Pokemon. Why? Why would they do that? So I I do think because there's a couple of things that make me think that there's going to be some sort of update coming from for Sword and Shield. One, because I don't think we're getting Gen 9 until 2023. So we will not have... You don't think that they're going to do something holiday of 2022? No. Nah. I, they're going to do something, but I don't think it's Gen 9. I, yeah, mm-hmm. they're going to... Uh, maybe... Black and white remake. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't think they're going to do Gen 9 next year. I don't think that's happening because of the delay this year. Because everything has been pushed back. Okay. So I can I see don't that in a think, COVID sense that I, developers I are behind. I don't think Gen 9 is going to happen in 2022. I think it's going to be 2023. Which leads me to think we are going to get some sort of update for Sword and Shield. Because there will be new Pokemon coming in Arceus, which we'll talk about. I don't think it's going to be a full DLC. I do think they might do a, hey, we're adding some Pokemon in from these games and it'll be a free update. But I do think because there's going to be so long before the next generation and we will have been sitting in Sword and Shield for ranked battles for, what, almost four years at that point, there is going to be some sort of update to Sword and Shield. I don't know what that looks like, I don't think it includes everything, but I do think because they are introducing new Pokemon in Arceus, which we'll get to, that they are going to do some sort of update to bring those into Sword and Shield. I can agree with you there that there will be that there could be an update, whether it's free. I think it's real dangerous for them to do a paid update at this point. Yeah. Well, if the if they decide to fill in a gap for not having something for Christmas and make it a DLC and something else, that I could see. Maybe I just I just don't see a world where they're like, okay, we're missing two hundred and thirty some Pokemon and we're going to fill it no. in because like, I don't how, think that's how do you happen. even market that? Think about this. Wait, what do you mean <laughs> fill it in? Which part? Because because Sword and Shield's missing two hundred and thirty Pokemon. Okay, yeah, but they've done DLC where they add completely new Pokemon that aren't filled in Pokemon. Yeah, but a lot of people are, not a lot of people, some people are assuming that because these two new games aren't doing ranked and because there's still this speculation that Sword and Shield is missing the rest of the Pokemon, so therefore it should get the rest of the Pokemon. I am just, argu- not gonna happen. I'm just arguing that there's, yeah, there's no DLC I don't that think includes 230 Pokemon. No. There, oh, no. no, no I, no, I no, could no, definitely no. see what Greg said, where they release a small update that's like, here's Stantler and its evolution. Here's uh, Basca Legion. Here's a couple Pokemon to coincide with yeah. Arceus. Um, but even if they didn't add any new Pokemon, they already have ranked figured out. Because a ranked season lasts three months. So we're right now in season 10. That's going to go till November. Season 11 is going to flip. They still have not done the GS Cup. That's going to be three more months. So season 11 takes us to what? February. Then they do a different version of the GS Cup that takes us to 
March, April, May. And then they do of season 13 takes us into worlds. They only have to do three different rule sets. GS cup being two of those rule sets. You do a GX cup, GS cup, a GS cup for those not competitive or when you're allowed to use two box legends. Right now, we've only been able to use one box legend. So GS cup is two box legends. Easy. You do GS cup with Dynamax. You do GS cup, not Dynamax. That's six months of content that they don't have to worry about the Pokedex. That, while if you're not a competitive fan, no one cares. Competitive people want the GS cup. That is like the thing that they have been dying for. Like season 10 just doesn't scratch that itch. They just want the GS cup. So GS cup, no Dynamax. GS cup with Dynamax, that's six months of competitive content. So even if your argument is like, well, they got to add the rest of the Pokemon because competitive is boring. Like you clearly aren't a competitive person. Like like <laughs> adding Wurmple and Gorbis <laughs> isn't going to change the, sta- the state of competitive. Having two box legendaries in your team is going to change the state of competitive. And for a third version, they could just do another ban, right? Like, they could just say, like, hey, we're banning Incineroar, we're banning Landorus, we're banning, like, these, and now here's your Season 11. Um, Like, I think in a competitive sense, filling out the rest of the Pokedex just doesn't actually make sense. In a marketing sense, I think filling out the rest of the Pokedex also doesn't make sense. How do you go from, like, hey, this DLC has 40 different legendary Pokemon and a brand new, like, area to go? Like, hey, this DLC has Wurmple and Gormbus and Clamperl. <laughs> Sounds riveting, right? Like, it just feels, like, very hard to market. Although... I mean, I mean do it. Although, they, I mean, I guess they just throw <laughs> I mean, just, I think... I don't think it's that hard to market. I think you're, like... Because you can't figure out how you would market it doesn't mean that that's a reality. I think they can definitely market however they want and would be very successful in it because it's their job. I'm not worried about I I they can mark they have marketed all sorts of things that I'm like why are you doing this but people still buy it yeah uh, but I think I mean they couldn't market their way out of Pokemon Rumble <laughs> well you can, I mean you can only do so much with a bad game I I do think that. They will need if if Gen Nine isn't happening next year, and I really doubt that it is. They do need something to keep people engaged with Pokemon and Sword and Shield, since it, we will still be playing that game at that point. And there needs to be something. There, there, there will be. The there, there, there's no way that the Pokemon Company doesn't put out a big product before Christmas, right? But I don't, I don't know that that's going to be Gen Nine. I think in this in a in a non-covid world, I think that is a gen 9, but I think you're right. Right. We're not in that world. Cuz like, <laughs> like if you if you if you're following other gaming news and you're 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 looking at other developers out there, theoretically we've gotten almost everything on time. There have been some game delays, um like uh, the big game delay was Halo for the Xbox. Other gaming sources have reported that once these games come out, they are so behind for the next game because of how COVID has affected the work at home and because of how they had to change everything. And and in, in a in a sense, like it is really hard for creative people to have creative ideals and have creative talks when everything is through Zoom. Like creativity normally happens like oh, I bumped into somebody in a hallway and we brought up this idea and now we're going to make it reality. Or like, oh, remember at lunch where uh, Bob dropped his milk carton and we thought like, it is really hard to be creative and to have 
thoughtful and fun conversations when you're just... I would argue differently. I don't think <laughs> I mean, that that's the issue. I, mean, I think game developers are using this all as an excuse to slow down the pace <laughs> that they've been forced into by the wild but, frenzy of having to stay relevant in the market. But also, if we know that the 30th anniversary is 2026, and we assume that they will release Gen but They care 10 about the 30th anniversary. Because <laughs> they don't care about the 25th. If they do the ten- Gen 10... 2026 for the 30th anniversary that means three years before that is 2023 which also makes sense from a timeline to release your gen 9 and it's it's three years after gen 8 came out so even like even timing wise 2022 feels a bit weird even if we weren't at this sort of covid stuff and i think COVID has made that more of a lock to push it back Gen 9 to 2023. And in that case, there does need to be some giant release next year around Christmas. I don't think it's Gen 9. I think it's something else. But because people will probably not consider it a main series game because people are weird, there will be some form of minor update to Sword and Shield to keep people happy. One, wouldn't be surprised if there was a re-release of Sword and Shield. That included all the DLC. Re-release. Like, like a third yeah, version. A third version. They could. Mm. Um, with all the DLC and some extra stuff, I wouldn't be surprised if that was a thing. The Pokemon company is very good at double dipping on whatever they already have. Yep. Literally. Triple ooh. dipping. <laughs> I, know, I know we can point fingers at Niantic and be like, hey, look it, they released Zashi, and why even bother doing it? They're going to release it again as it's shiny. You, we're we're going to get Pokemon Z. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, finally we're just Z is get coming. smacked. There, there is still a reason why these two games are so close together, Diamond and Pearl and Arceus, and they haven't showed that off yet. But there has to be a reason they're yeah. only three months apart. If they were, if they didn't have a plan for October, November of next year, they could have easily just held Arceus till then. I suspect that Arceus is not going to be this grand, huge game that everyone thinks it is. I don't think it's going to have this huge Pokedex. I don't think it's going to have things that normally Pokemon games have, like breeding. Like, the, like no one has even brought this up. Like, I, there's probably not breeding in this game. There's probably no eggs. No. There's probably no, no daycare. I mean, there's no daycare because people and Pokemon are separate. Yeah. Like, I don't... There, There is no... You, there's no PvP in, in Arceus. Right. Like, they came out trading. and said that. They they did come out and say, hey, you'll be able to trade with other people, but it is a single-player experience. I just don't think, like, I think Arceus will be fine. I think it will be fun. It looks great. I just don't think it will be this huge game that I'm worried that people suspect it is because we cannot get away from the conversation that is, this is Pokemon Breath of the Wild. And that's a high, those are high expectations. Anytime a game is compared to Breath of the Wild, no one beats Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Breath of the Wild is just like this this game that will be remembered for all time, like Ocarina of Time or like Super Mario 64. That is like this epic, amazing game. And of course, companies want to copy that. Of course, companies look at that game to be like, can we be that game? And I just don't think Legends is going to be Breath of the Wild. I just don't think it will be this huge. I think it will be fun. And that's okay. I don't yeah. think every game needs to be as big or as grand as Breath of the Wild. Although it'd be nice if they could match it. It's not like they're going to start Gen 9 after Arceus. I'm sure they've started Gen 9 as soon as they finish right. Sword and Shield. Yeah. And I'm sure it's been... And Sword and Shield is going to be two years old in two months, three months. Mm-hmm. And in... And... 
next year is three years since Sword and Shield. So theoretically, they would have Gen 9 done. It's just it's just very weird that Arceus is in January. Yes. And Diamond I... and Pearl is in November. Yeah, I just... It's not weird in the sense that they're both Sinnoh. Like, that right. makes sense. That's Well, they're not both Sinnoh. <laughs> I have issues. But there has to be something big to fill out their holiday. Yep. And if it's not Gen 9, then obviously the Gen 9 would be the following year. Yeah. But I don't know what, I think, I don't know what it I is. I think Gen 9 makes more sense 2023. Really. Because it's going to put three I, years... I, I don't disagree. I agree. That puts yeah. three years between each gen, and I guarantee they're aiming Gen 10 for the 30th anniversary. The Sword and Shield 3rd Edition that <laughs> includes... Spear. Kalos, and it's... I, I did think that. I did think if they did a DLC, they could put in Kalos and put another and be region. Like, They're going to charge you for region. that. Here's sixty well, no, bucks make to it get. A, yeah, sixty make it, bucks make DLC. Make it a pay for expansion. Why not? Go to Kalos. They'll all be under leveled because we didn't change that game in any way. Oh my gosh. Take your level one hundred to Kalos. It will they, still they crash in the big it, city. Okay, but okay, even if we go back to the competitive conversation. They have three seasons to bring us to August. Are we going to go another year into Sword and Shield competitive until we get to Gen 9? Or are they going to put out something? Maybe it's a new Pokemon Battle Revolution. <laughs> like, they're just going to be like, hi, this is where we're moving competitive to. This only competitive gym game. It's Pokemon Battle Re- Revolution 2, now with Mirror B. All Pokemon competitive is just Unite. <laughs> I mean, they, they can definitely get away with skipping a year. I mean, they skipped last year. I mean, they put out DLC, but like there wasn't a brand new game on the shelf. They skipped 2015, I think, which was the year right before, which was the year right before Sun and Moon, uh, which everyone thought Pokemon Z was going to come out that year and nothing did. I don't know if you get away with really... <laughs> With releasing a game in January and then putting nothing else out for 11 months. That that being said, there's also the conversation that Gen 9 doesn't have to come out in October or November. It could come out in March. Right. It could come out in April. Right. Very very much so. Black, yes. and, Black and White came out in, in the United States. It came out, I believe, I in mean, March. The thing that I think of is that we will get something around Christmas and then Gen 9 will happen in the early part of 2023. Like, I can see it being an earlier release than than Sword and Shield was. Like, Sword and Shield was November, and I could see them doing uh, Gen 9 in the first half of 2023. What I don't see is I don't see, uh, I don't see, like, a Let's Go Johto or whatever other people are speculating. That's just, you're, you're, you're building a whole new game from the ground up again. Like, <laughs> they need time well, to finish Gen 9. I mean, if they're, if they're just adding on and editing and fixing, like, a Sword and Shield re-release, which is possible, which I think is... Maybe a little more more likely than other scenarios. Like we I saw mean, with en- Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, they did it in less than a year. The engine for Let's Go is already built, though, right? True. Yeah, so, but, but I don't think all of Johto would be the problem. I don't think it's that hard. I don't. Once I mean, I once. think if if just copy if and paste, the start, they're good at it. Yeah, they're cutting copy paste and then shrink it sixty five percent for Chibi. Uh, <laughs> I think it's just a reduction. It's image reduce. I, I, I do think it is possible that we would get another game similar to Let's Go that when they realize at the beginning of the pandemic, like, we need to 
we need to work on something because these time frames aren't going to work out. And they've had, they will have had almost two and a half years to work on that product. Um, and they wouldn't have built it from the ground up. So I think it is possible because you, on an existing game, you don't need that creativity meeting part because those things are already made. They can be built in silos away from other people because you're just recreating something and you have the art direction done. I, I think it's, I don't think it's as far fetched as a lot of things because I do think recreating a game or building off an existing engine can be done individually and not as much in teams, like where you have to be at a core meeting and talk about art direction and talk about Pokemon fitting together because the game is already established. The script is already written. You just need to make the assets. Yeah. I just think there was a little bit more of passion behind let's go. Like they did re they did write a new story. They did fix issues. Write a new story. <laughs> uh, it, was, like, it was cute. Yeah. Like the whole Marowak thing and everything was very good. I mean, they 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 changed a couple of things, which is not that hard to do. <laughs> like the basic story here's, of Gen here's the One other thing stayed. I want to point out is it like the art direction for both Diamond and Pearl, which makes sense because Diamond and Pearl is made by Ilka, and the art direction for Arceus is not done by James Turner. His name hasn't been brought up right. at all since Sword and Shield. So I. Because he got fired for trees. <laughs> yeah, because they hated the trees so much, they sent him back to the UK. Get out! Uh, go back to England and study your trees! So I am sure that... Like, there's no doubt that they're working on Gen 9. Yeah. They probably started Gen 9 the day that Gen 8 shipped out the door. Oh, at, or before. Because uh, James Turner wasn't also involved, at least that we know of, or wasn't publicly talked about, of the DLC. Like, the DLC was also yeah. probably being worked on and whatever. I uh, I guess we'll we'll find out all of this come February of next year. They'll release yep. Arceus. February will come. They'll be like, we got some Arceus DLC. Here's our plan for the year. Whatever, and it will be fine. I Pokemon Day 2022 will will bring us all sorts of interesting ideas. I I am the 26th anniversary. <laughs> Remember all the things we didn't do last year? We broke the pattern. We're doing sixes now. I just I I just don't see 230 Pokemon coming to Sword and Shield. I just don't see that happening. You've been wrong before. I have been. Uh, I've been wrong a lot of times on this podcast. <laughs> I was right with Mamoswine, so <laughs> put it on your LinkedIn profile. I'm sure it'll. <laughs> it is. Believe me, every time I'm right, it goes on the leaderboards. They showed the swamp mechanics and the snow mechanics again. Those are not fun. The one thing I'm I'm super happy that they 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 showed character customization. I know we talked about it earlier. I do think it's super important. I think repre representation in games is incredibly important. It is. I think the following Pokemon is a nice touch. I think the Chibis look better than they looked back in February. Uh, overall, I was super impressed with the trailer. Um, mm -hmm. I'm very. I've I've always kind of had the mindset of like Sword and Shield is like my favorite Pokemon game, probably. Besides that, it's probably Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. It's really hard for remakes to like surpass and be my favorite Pokemon games because they usually like go this weird route or they usually cut things. Or in the case of Diamond and Pearl, if there's no Sword and Shield Pokemon, that seems really weird to me. But I also understand. But also like, like I I don't. <laughs> but like the lack of no competitive or rank ladder is like kind of a bummer. But I also get that too because it's not a Game Freak game; it's an Ilka game. Overall, though, it looked like the at the end of the day, 
They look great. They look really fun. It looks way more oh, polished. I, I think they have a fantastic look. Absolutely. They do. Yes. I, I mean, apart from the fact that Rourke is looking like he's making Whatever. a mess in his own that gym. That is a world <laughs> I want to play in. 100%. It's just, it grabbed me the same way the Let's Go world yeah. did. It's just like, this is a world I want to play in. It looks cute. I'm excited for it. Uh, they had some new music. I don't know if the new music is going to be the game, but I liked it. The only thing that they didn't show or talk about, but we know it's there. I saw I saw the path for rock climb. We don't know if HMs are here or not. HMs are going to be in the game. 100%. They would have shown some sort of writing on Pokemon if they were not going to be in the HMs will be in the game. I Putting my coin I, on that square. I don't want to agree, but I since they have not said that they're gone, I I have to agree with authenticity. Will. Authenticity. I don't know if I they do I think don't know if they changed the language at one point, but if you went back and like obviously the website's all up to date now with with the new information, but like right before the press release, I reread the original website and they said the story was faithfully restored. And I felt like it never said that when they initially were launched. So they like changed some words of the story yeah, is I, faithful. I think they when people were like arguing that this is a one for one complete recreation with nothing changed because of the one word faithfully that they decided to clarify and say the story is a faithful one. Because we're clearly changing things, and here's the here is the trailer to prove it. Here are the things we're changing, and one of the things they did not mention was HMs. Yeah, but there's lots of things that are like the park, the GTS tower. There's lots of things that have to be changed. So yeah, the I mean the GTS tower would it exist anymore with union rooms? And since they run everything through home, yeah, what goes there? Why would you want to manage two different? Trading posts. Yeah. So I don't know what goes in that spot. They just didn't mention that either. I thought let, the way that Let's Go handled HMs was perfect. Do we still have to find three clowns in that stupid city? If you yes. watch the trailer, there is one of the clowns there. <laughs> I, I know that some people are not watch. sold on the chibi. I definitely get it. I do think the chibis look much, much better than they did earlier, but... Um, I didn't hate them before, and they were chibis in the original game. I think yeah, they're super that's cute. It, it takes me back to like to the original <laughs> yeah. Pokemon world that drew me in in the first place. Uh, we're we're gonna take a break and talk about Arceus, but I I do think it's comparing Arceus art style to Sword and Shield art style to Diamond and Pearl art style to Let's Go art style. One boy, four different styles. But yeah, looking back on Let's Go, man, that art style was so good. I think Let's Go is very cute. probably the one I gravitate towards the most. Uh, I don't know. It was cute. It's not my favorite. It, it It's very... I'll say this about Let's Go. It is very, very bright and optimistic. Yes. Right? It's got a very bright pen Oh, pal. pull up a screenshot is... of Let's Go to yeah. Diamond and Pearl. It's like... And it's like... Diamond and Pearl lost about 300 different colors. Like, what happened here? <laughs> All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about Arceus Legends or Legends Arceus. Uh, we'll see you after the break. I put on a suit. You know why? Yeah. Because yeah. I wanted to look good, feel good. Look good, feel good. Yeah. Look good, feel good. I wanted to look good, feel good. 
You know what you don't get with a polo? You don't look any better, and you don't feel any better because you're not a polo. Blast it up. Look good, feel good. Look good, feel good. Look good, feel good. I wanted to look good, feel good. You know what I think is classier than a polo? A turtleneck. Because I wanted to look good, feel good. Look good, feel good. Look good, feel good. I wanted to look good, feel good. And we are back. I forgot. We forgot this one thing. Before we talk about Arceus, there's a Manaphy egg. Receive, That's not new. Receive a Manaphy egg as a special early bonus for Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. You can receive your egg by the internet via the mystery gift until February 21st. You put your party carried around. It will hatch into a Manaphy. A internet ke- connection is required, but online Nintendo paid subscription is not required. And if you this leave in Sword and Shield, I didn't see this in the no, Pokemon is... Presents, and I watched it multiple times. This is in Diamond and Pearl. Oh, that game's not out yet. <laughs> and no, it wasn't in the presentation, but it is on the official website. And if you check the Manaphy and the Ditto into the nursery, uh, you can get a Fione. And just because I guess people didn't know this, but Fione also makes Fione. Yeah. Uh, and Fione does not evolve into Manaphy. Correct. Because it needs the special waters of the region that it comes from. And obviously you're not there until they come out with their big uh, fall 2022 release, <laughs> Pokemon Ranger re- Remix. Wait, is that a real Pokemon thing? Ranger, we spinning. You need special water? That's, yeah, that's the, the reason spe- why the, the Fionis don't evolve. Yeah, yeah. Because they're not in the waters of... Oh God. I, I, Alma. I, it's, not, it's not Almia. The first game is not Almia. I oh. Isn't it? What is it? Oh, I, are you sure? The second game is definitely Shadows of Right. Oblivia. Oblivia. Got it. Pokemon Legends Arceus uh, will take trainers on an adventure through the Sinnoh region of the past before it was even called Sinnoh. Yeah, it's not the Sinnoh region. I got issues already. Is this? What, what do you mean it's not the Sinnoh region? It's like uh, Mal. It, Ma- what was that country called? <laughs> Malmar, Myanmar, Myanmar is what it was. I don't. What remember are you even it- talking about? <laughs> you, no, incorrect. This no, is so geopolitical am, and offensive. I am correct. Like, no, it, different it, political parties call that country different things. Istanbul. Was Constantinople correct? Istanbul's not Constantinople. Myanmar was Burma, right? (laughs) Because of a political political decision. decision. That was like if our current president said, I didn't like the name of the country our former president called it, so I'm calling it something else. That's what that is. How do we know that in Sino it wasn't political? (laughs) We don't. This is my first issue. The Hisui Always region. political. Uh, yeah. Many years ago, the land was called the Hisui. Is that my... Am I saying that right? Hisui. 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 Uh, region, and it was rare for humans and Pokemon to live in close harmony. As a member of the Galaxy Expedition team, players will visit Jubilife Village, a bustling settlement that serves as the base of operations. After receiving an assignment or request, trainers will set out of the village to study one of the various areas of the Hisui region. Uh, after fin- 
Don't worry, by the time this game comes out, I will say that perfectly. After they finish their survey work, trainers will, will re return to Jubilife to prepare for their next, next task. Whenever trainers leave Jubilife City to to set out on an excursion, excursion, it was at the tip of my tongue. Their first stop will be one of the base camps that serve as an outpost for their work. These base camps are more than just starting points. Trainers can stop and rest, uh, letting their team recover health, or using a base camp workbench to craft items. I do not care for this monster hunter garbage in my <laughs> Pokemon game. I was just about game. to say the opposite. I was like, oh, I'm getting such a strong monster hunter vibe off I this. It's do so not good. care for this monster hunter garbage in my Pokemon game. Just wait until you try it, Greg. You'll like it. You'll like it. As uh, I had too much crafting in Animal Crossing to. As trainers progress towards completing. <sighs> Look, crafting is just like very now. <laughs> Everybody it's, likes to crap. I know. I don't. There's an entire show about making it. Mm, what are like two, three of the biggest games in the world? Fortnite, Roblox, and Minecraft all have crafting. Like, it's not yeah. surprising. Uh, as trainers progress towards completing the Pokedex and increase in rank as a member of the Galaxy team. I have an issue. <laughs> they will meet interesting characters and encounter unique Pokemon living in the Hughesby region. So first we have Weirdeer. The big horned Pokemon, normal psychic. Stantler will evolve into Weirdeer. Notice they use the word Stantler. So I don't think we're getting a unique Stantler. Using the black orbs at its base of its antlers, this Pokemon will generate and unleash psychic energy powerful enough to dis distort space. Then we have Basculegion, the big fish Pokemon. It is water ghost. Basculegion in the Hisu region will evolve. Basculin in the Hisi region will evolve into Basculegion when they are possessed by the souls of other Basculin from their school that could not withstand the harsh journey upstream. <laughs> so dark. Their power is bolstered by the souls possessing them, letting them swim without tiring. So two brand new Pokemon. We have the Hisuian Braverary, which is a psychic flying. When Rufflet in the Hisu region evolves, so safe to say probably just normal Rufflet, they will become Hisuian Braverary. Braverary can imbue its eerie screeches with psychic power to generate the powerful shockwaves. It can also use its psychic power to sharpen its sixth sense, seeing dead people. No, wait, that was a movie. Uh, <laughs> entering a trance that boasts its psychic abilities. And then we have Hisuian Growlithe. This Growlithe appears in the Hisu region. Hisuian Growlithe has, no, uh, has longer, more voluminous fur Previously discovered from the other form of Growlithe, highly vigilant, they tend to be seen watching over their territories in pairs. Okay, uh, I think the new Pokemon are a pretty big deal, so let's put all gameplay and story things aside, and let's focus on these four. I have issues. With the... Po well, like, we know you have issues with the crafting, we know you have issues with the weird storyline thing. You got issues with these four Pokemon? Yes. Okay, let me hear them. One... I really wish some of them were more unique types that we didn't already have in the game. Like, Weirdeer not being normal ice and instead being normal psychic. Like, budget Girafferig. Like, mm -hmm. it's just, it, it, that already exists. We have Indeedee, we have yeah, Girafferig. but you have to look at the balance of the Pokemon that are in the game, which we don't have the full roster. Which we don't have it. But right. still, I think that that is a misstep. Same with Basculegion, Water Ghost. We already have a Water Ghost. Whatever. It's fine. Yeah, but... <laughs> Don't speak, don't speak ill of Vasco Legion. 
This might be you one of the cannot, greatest. One of the greatest you cannot, Pokemon. You cannot turn yeah. it like this. No, no you're, not allowed. Is you're not allowed. So you're not allowed. Cool. Uh, I same with same with all other types. I was not wowed by the types. I love their design. My biggest issue is this is a game set in the past. Are you going to bother to answer what happened to them? Yeah, because easy. they don't exist. Celebi and Hoopa, they had a weekend together. That's all. <laughs> and they just said, we're going to zork these four Pokemon <laughs> into the future. And suddenly what's going to happen? Like, the other thing is that we have the whole thing about this is putting together a Pokedex. And so we've never in the history of all the games that take place in the future have ever heard of these even though they were supposed to have been cataloged thousands of years ago. It's going Greg, extinct. It's an alternate universe as every daggone Pokemon <laughs> game has ever been. It's an they alternate universe. They need to answer universe. these questions. It bothers me that they are introducing <laughs> these in a game that is set in the past Greg, and they have not bothered to mention they them could anywhere not up until now. answer why Leon got lost all the time. They couldn't even figure that out. They were just like, here's a characteristic. <laughs> it bothers... It, okay, it's weird because I'm really excited. I like all these designs. I'm not thrilled about their typings but whatever i think all their designs are really amazing it just i'm like you chose the game set in the past set in a region that will become Sinnoh, and we've never ever ever heard of them before as a person that really sort of likes the lore and the timeline i am absolutely hoping there is somewhere that they answer the question what happened where did they go and why because otherwise their introduction will always bother me. I don't know. It doesn't bother me in the sense of like. It bothers I mean, me. I mean, it's so consistent with everything. Like, oh, we forgot this whole island of Alola existed with all these other Pokemon and we're just learning about it now. I mean, exploring new regions and not having cross-pollination is a thing that so, happens. Like, in, yeah. unless they have a way to fly from an island or somebody deliberately brings another species in and then ruins the ecosystem by introducing a non-native species, it is common to go to a region and say, we've never explored here before, and we learn new things. We have explored this region before. It's called Diamond and Pearl. So here's a question. We've been here How for did, a long time. Did the Let's Go games have fairy type in them? Yeah. Yeah. Right. But so they how, how did that magically happen? They we explained back to that the past? each... They explained that each new console is its own universe. They did that at the end of Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. <laughs> yeah, they clearly if stated mad that about anything, each... it's Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire just throwing everything in the trash and being like, no, oh, they did. everything Omega is an Ruby alternate Alpha universe. Sapphire offered a reason why alternate universes exist for the consoles that. No, they, no, no. they never so, said for the consoles. Yeah, they just they said alternate universes. I feel like in a world where you have one Pokemon that can summon every legendary with hoops, and you have one Pokemon that can time travel, and you have one Pokemon that can control the flow of time and space. Well, those are two Pokemon. Like, I feel like this is not that big of a deal. In, in this region <laughs> it, of all regions, yeah, the time and space region. region of yes. all regions where they heavily talked about the lore and the history and the past throughout Diamond and Pearl, they introduce, not only does it have a new name that they've never talked about before, 
but at least four new Pokemon that we've never heard of before. All I'm saying is there had better be at least a throw-off line somewhere to explain what happens to these, or it's going to bug me forever. I mean, I would assume so. I mean, like, the easy answer is, like, they went extinct, or Cyrus got his plan, or this is an alternative timeline. I'm sure there is. I mean, like... I feel like they're making a big deal about how this was the Sinnoh region, and now, as of three days ago, they're making a big deal how this turns into the. This is the Sinnoh region, but it wasn't. Right. So, like, I'm assuming right. that all I'm saying part of the story is, is like, how did it become Sinnoh? Yeah, if they don't answer that, I'm going to be bothered. Like, I mean, they need to explain what happened. Think, well, to that these has Pokemon. to be the story, right? Like, how and did it, this it, become Sinnoh? And it is Team Galaxy, which yeah, or, or, which I mean, we know is obviously kind of sus. <laughs> they so. are bad people. It is Team so. Galactic. Yeah. Will, what and do you, I don't well, want to I want to talk the about the guys. I want to. I want to talk about the characters. Will, what do you think of these Pokemon? I mean, I like them. Uh, I think that they skillfully chose these ones to show. No HMs in this game. <laughs> That's that they very particularly true. <laughs> selected these ones to point that out and make that clear. Um, I think the introduction of the Braviary was real cool, showing the character jump off the cliff, and then it's like, oh, I'm actually hang gliding on a Braviary. I'm a little concerned that the Braviary is a seasonal bird that might, like, you might not be able to access it in the summer if you ever get to summer in this game. I don't know because it said it only comes in the winter. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think they're all cute. I I have no concerns with. I mean, I gave up on them re-editing which Pokemon's exist in the world a lot through that through in that towel. The one thing that uh, that that I want to point out is it's very possible. I just want people to think about this. It's very possible for that Growlithe not to evolve into Arcanine. True. And I Correct. think everyone yeah. kind of jumped to the assumption that it's going to evolve into Arcanine, which is a fair assumption. But when we live in a world where Meowth evolves into Berserker and Yamask evolves into Runerigus, I think it might be it's like 50-50 at this point whether it's going to evolve into Arcanine. Yeah, or not. I mean it could evolve into it could evolve into anything. Who knows? Uh which I think I I I really think it evolving into something new is is more exciting than Arcanine. Yeah, well, it depends on if how cool the new Arcanine looks. And if, if Greg really cares about the lore, and then the first Pokemon episode where they look at four legendary Pokemon, and three of them are the birds, and then the other one is Arcanine, it's like, well... And also, like, Sinnoh is like, known... The anime makes me mad anyways. Like, I don't even get me started. <laughs> Sinnoh is known for, like, oh, hey, even though you've had these Pokemon forever, here's 16 Pokemon evolutions that just they couldn't evolve in the other places. It's just, just over here. Yeah. yeah oh, believe me, that bothers me so much. I can't even explain how much that bugs me. Uh, yeah, it it doesn't bug me as much, I guess, but I, I like new Pokemon. You, you throw I some, like them too. You throw some new Pokemon in, I, I'm in. I, I liked how I they introduced these Pokemon. Them. I mean, they opened that trailer with Weird Deer. And the light hits it in a way where you're like, oh, it's a Stantler. And then as it zooms in, you're like, wait a minute. And then they, they like leave that's, it. That's they, what I they, did. they come back yeah. to it. Like the trailer was actually really well done. Yeah. I was like, that's of... Stantler. And then I was like, that Stantler looks weird. Maybe it's like ancient Stantler. Ancient. Or something yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. And Will, Will's right. Like it's obvious if you need to surf, you jump on the Basque Legion. If you need to fly, you jump on the Bravery. If you need to just get around faster, it doesn't look like there's a bike. It looks like there's a Stantler. Um, yeah, so it's it's very Here's much... Here's a weird ear. 
or yeah, weird deer. Sorry, very much. Um, doesn't seem like HMs are here. <laughs> Good. Uh, okay, let's talk about the characters, um, which I don't actually have in front of me, but it's obvious so the that the Galac Galaxy Expedi Expedition team is Team Galactic in some form, mm -hmm. um, which people already speculated from the very first trailer that the logos were similar. I don't have thoughts. Like, I guess I'm not, I don't care, <laughs> I guess is where I'm coming from, but characters in this game look like characters in Diamond and Pearl. Yep. Uh, what's her What's her name? Silene? Looks yes. like Silene. she's related to Cyrus yep. with the hair and the facial features, and they're, heck, they're both names start with C. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm sure they're going for some sort of, I mean, it's Diamond and Pearl. The whole thing was time and space. I'm sure they're going for something like that. I don't know if I don't know if I would purchase this game because I would I was so invested in the the mediocre story that is Diamond and Pearl that I need to know what happened before that. Like I just don't care that much in that sense. And Greg's gonna say it's because you don't like story. That's not true. It is true. It's not. It is, it's it not. Is don't, true. don't give me a game with a mediocre story and say like, well, you don't appreciate this mediocre story. Like, no Pokemon game has a good enough story that is like worth. Like, I would never tell somebody, hey, go pick up Diamond, go pick up Black and White. You're gonna love that story. Like, no, they're gonna get to the part where you're in the Ferris wheel with N and be like, what am I playing? What is this? Because you haven't been paying attention because you don't like the story. If you've been paying attention, you would know why that's an important the part of the story. The lore of those games are different than the story, and the lore in Pokemon games are good. The the garbage, mediocre, you-must-save-the-world stories are not worth buying for $40 or whatever they are. They're just not worth it. Like, like the Pokemon company is so good at putting all these pieces together and making you immersed in a world and making you care about Pokemon and why the Pokemon exist and why these towns exist. But the story to story beats in Pokemon games are mediocre and they always have been. Even in Pokemon I mean, no Snap, persona. they couldn't do yeah. it. <laughs> they're like, here's Uncle Wallace. Care about this guy. Oh, you found Xerneas at the end of Pokemon Snap. We'll never mention Uncle Charles again or whatever his name was. Like, <laughs> are you talking about? The commander that got lost? Yeah. <laughs> Charles? Spoilers. Spoilers. There, there is nothing memorable about the Diamond and Pearl, Pearl storyline. that Captain Vince? Captain Vince, Vince. That's it. There is nothing memorable yeah, about Captain the Diamond Vince. and Pearl storyline that isn't in another game. Cyrus wants to create a new world. You save the world. You beat eight gym leaders. The game is over. Like, I mean, if you break down every story that way, yeah, it sounds boring. But the lore and the learning of the world is part of the story. The, I'm not saying the lore or the worlds are bad. I think the world building in Pokemon is very good. I agree, I think but the lore I don't is very good. I, I think, think the story beats separate. are bad. I don't think they're separate from the story. If That's anything, like saying, X and Y has better story beats because at least you remember you have to battle Pitbull before you battle Lysander with a virtual boy <laughs> on his face. Like, at least you remember that. I mean, that's character design. That's not story. I mean, because you don't, like, you have such a weird division of how you divide things out in your brain that I cannot comprehend. It's like the story of Harry Potter. Yeah, it's boring. A kid finds out that he's special and saves the world. It's the Pokemon story if you include nothing else about that world. Star Wars, a kid finds out he's special and saves the universe because nothing else about that world matters. It's just a boring retold story. That is you right now. There are plenty of games where I like the story. Gone Home, Firewatch. 
Yeah, Night in the they're woods. different Man, games. Those are like all emotional, but, feely stories. But I mean, they're all, if you break them down to the way you're doing it now, you can say these are the same boring tropes that we hear in every other game. Yeah, that is how a lot of stories and video games work. I would always put a video game story on the sense of if you are playing a game and somebody on a somebody sitting next to you on the couch can get that same amount of enjoyment by watching you play and is invested in the story i would argue that that is a good story and there are plenty of games that do that that exist um like the god of war game had a brilliant story it was very easy for somebody to sit on the couch and be invested the uncharted games do this the last of us does this the games i mentioned earlier do that I just, there's never, a, there's not a situation where two people are sitting on the couch and like my wife is looking over my shoulder being like, oh man, I can't, what, what is Barry going to do next? No one cares. No one cares. <laughs> people do care. A lot of people care. Just because you don't doesn't mean people don't. No one is like, man, I really want to see people that. People are Hop like that. Again. There, there are okay story beats in Sword and Shield. Like when Hop uh, changes his team. And when Hop gets really upset with Be- like a bead, like there, there I mean, are there's so- a lot of great story moments in a lot of the games. There's a lot of great stuff in Sun and Moon. There's a lot of great stuff in all of them. Yeah, there. They the I think the thing is they get so close of almost doing it right, and then they give you a 20 minute elevator battle with horrible music, and they're like, "Well, we don't know how to finish this game." But yeah, but Mega Gardover, <laughs> Dynamax Gardover, yeah. Gigantamax Garb Odor, yeah. They they they, got me so upset. They get so many things like almost there, and then they drop the ball. Yeah, and that's every Pokemon game. That's like ninety percent of our media. No, I think there are games that 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 get the story. There are. There's like ten percent of games that are absolutely stellar, but most of the stuff (laughs) that we do is retread stuff. (laughs) It can't all be Mass Effect. (laughs) It can't all be Bioshock. You're right. It can't. I I don't know if I care enough about. I hope the game convinces me. I hope the game has good story hooks where I'm like, I need to know how this girl is related to Cyrus. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about the real problematic problem. And they're really cool shoes in and- this game. They don't have yeah. shoes. They just have socks with sandals. I know it's, it's horrible. Really- Really toes bad. are freezing just watching it. A thousand years ago, why is the professor still wearing a white coat? That that's yeah. not right. <laughs> yeah. And also, we're assuming Laventin is based off of lavender. Like, is that the tree we're going for, or is this before all professors were named after trees for some reason? Greg, as the story connoisseur, let me hear it. You see the professor. You see the Cyrus's probably relative. What are you thinking? I mean, so the fact that they are drawing direct parallels like, parallels like this has me excited, but also makes me frustrated about introducing new Pokemon because I don't know if they're going like I don't know how they're connecting these dots. So I have hope because they are clearly like even in the in even in the web page, they're like, you'll notice that Commander Komodo is pretty much Rowan. They're the same character model. Like, th- this is a direct line that we're drawing. And so it makes me excited to know that they are going to spend time exploring and hopefully telling the story of 
what happens to all of these things. My fear is that they will leave things off the table, like explaining what happens to these Pokemon or where they where they went or or what happens. I'm excited that they are drawing these direct lines. I'm excited that they're saying, hey, this is Jubilife Village and then it becomes Jubilife City. Hey, this is Commander Komodo. And then in, in the future, it's Professor Rowan. And I'm curious if they are going to do a thing where they're like, and these are the same people because of a time warp, whatever. Like, mm. like I'm curious where they're going with it, but it does make me excited to sort of figure out what they're doing with the story in this game. And I'm trying to figure out, like, you can draw a direct parallel between uh, Celine and Kamado. I'm struggling with who the direct line for Professor Leventon is. Yeah, they say on the website, Commander Komodo, who appears in Legends of Arceus, is the ancestor of Rowan, who appears in Diamond and Pearl. It seems that other people from the game might also be ancestors to familiar faces they know. Right. So I'm still trying to look at Professor Leventon and figure out, it's like... Does he look like Barry? Does I mean, he, he has a cool like... polywhirl hat. That's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like who is? Which it, again, who this is, is this like this. These are the things they're like really good at. They're really good at incorporating Pokemon subtly into the world. That once you realize it, you're like, man, that's really clever. That's really cool. Yeah. Like oh, you like you could have just put any hat on him or just give him hair, but like you put effort into making like a polywirl hat, which probably has something to do with his personality or whatever. Yeah. Love the art style. I like the art style, but I think graphically this game looks awful. Oh, would you, you tree people? Stop. It looks bad. You can't sit here and tell me this game. these games look graphically good. They in look six awful. Months, in six months, it'll In six months, I it. hope it looks great. But pull yes. it up to screenshots of Sword and Shield. Doesn't even compare. It makes Sword and Shield look like That's the trees okay. are, are, are award-winning trees. This is our, our, our misty... Uh, watercolor past of memory. I think graphically these games look like garbage. Do I think the entire game looks bad? No, I think the game looks fun. But like people are making jokes that like the game looked like a Nintendo 64 game, and I was like, you're out of your mind. Stop exaggerating. And then I pulled up Nintendo 64 games, and I was like, holy cow. You're actually kind of right. Like It is actually bad how how the water looks and how the grass looks and how the ground looks like compare, like pull up Nintendo 64 games. Like there are moments in Ocarina of time where it looks better than the screenshot of that Basque Legion in the water. This is an artistic dis- uh, choice. It's you just don't like this art style. Like, look at the pictures I tweeted. Like I thought people were exaggerating. And then I pulled up Nintendo 64 games and I was like, you're kind of right. It's it's just there's a thought that if it's not like sharp, high quality, high definition graphics, it's not good. And I, I just don't think that that is. No, I think I think there is a thought that, hey, you've made games for 25 years. How does this game look worse than the last like six games you've made? Like they're not a new developer. You're saying it. I I don't think it looks worse. I think it looks different. I think it's a different art style. Did you, you didn't tweet something, did you? I didn't tweet a side by side, but like, but the, graphically they look bad. They look awful. We'll see when the game is. Actually I mean, yeah, you're right. Time. There's like there's six months more. Polish is usually the last thing. We've had this conversation for Sword and Shield. Like Sword and Shield look really. They looked really rough, and when they came out, they they looked better. But 
Sword and Shield still looked worse than Breath of the Wild, and Breath of the Wild came out three years earlier. Again, different teams. I understand. I get it. How did I never notice the Galarian wheezing on this factory building? I tweeted that too. Well, I'm looking at it because I was looking to see if you did your look at these two things together because I'm going to argue about it. Because I'm looking at N- Nintendo 64s and those games look bad. <laughs> like they don't look, they don't look bad. They look way worse than what I'm seeing for screenshots here. The Basque Legion in the water, the like Gastrodon on this beach against this Lucario looks absolutely atrocious. Minus the menus. The menus look really, really good. I mean, they look rough. Yeah, they look right? really bad. Yeah, but we know polish. I mean, they don't. They they, they look rough. I, I they look unfinished. At the end of the day, yeah, they they literally look unfinished. This is what I will Absolutely. say. At the end of the day, I don't care. As long as the game is fun, as long as the game is good, that's all that matters. And that's that's a lo- that is very much coming from like somebody who is like a Nintendo fan. Like you don't buy a Nintendo console because you want PC graphic qualities. You don't buy, you don't like come to Super Mario and you're like, oh man, I, I wish Super Mario looked better. You, you you just, Super Mario plays good, it's fun, it's enjoyable, like all that stuff. At the end of the day, I really don't care about graphics as long as the game is good, right? Like if I cared about graphics, I would, I would not own a PS4 or an Xbox, whatever. I would buy all my games on PC. I would have the world's greatest graphics card. I'll have co- water cooling jet and it will look incredible. But I think it is fair to say you are the most profitable video company that makes the like the most money through merch and through cards and through that. Your last game sold 21 million copies and your game doesn't even look as good as a launch game on the Nintendo Switch from five years ago. How are you going to sit here and be like, oh, well, uh, who, like, come on. It's not like it's not like they haven't been making video games for 30 some years. How have they not figured this out yet? Like as much as we make fun of the trees and sword and shield, yeah, they don't matter. But also how like how did they just not fix that? Was there did they not just have like they don't have an artist that can't make their own custom tree texture to apply to the tree to make it look slightly better? I'm not going to worry about it. Not until I, just, I see the finished everybody product. Everybody says like Breath of the Wild looks so great. And, like, I don't know what they're judging that off of. Like, I really don't. They look like completely different art styles. Yeah, but, the, but the, arts, mean that... the style you are going for is different than the graphics itself. Yeah, You just said earlier, think, Let's like, Go Pikachu, Diamond and Pearl, Sword and Shield, and Legends. They all have different styles. Yeah, but I don't think the graphics look different from each other. You don't think this Baskelin in the water by itself doesn't look absolutely awful? I mean, I think it looks unfinished. Yeah, it looks unfinished. But, like, if you were going to say hold up Sword and Shield and hold up Breath of the Wild and Breath of the Wild looks so much better, I don't see that. I don't see what people are saying that Breath of the Wild looks so much better than Sword and Shield does. Graphically, I don't see it. I don't see how what you're comparing. This is an audio podcast, so <laughs> we can't really spend yeah, too much time on it. Like, I'm say. looking at Breath of the Wild <laughs> pictures and I don't see what you're comparing. Like I'm seeing two vastly different art styles, but that's, I'm not seeing thing. I'm not seeing graphically how one is graphically superior. I think if if Pokemon games didn't sell so incredibly well, I don't think people would care as much. So I would put it differently. I think if they they didn't sell as well, they wouldn't put an unfinished product in front of people. But with the sales that they know that they're going to get. 
they can feel confident putting an unfinished product in front of people, knowing that that's not really going to lose them any sales. And the finished product will be fine. A lot of game developers change their game tons of times before it comes out. And we have a long time before this game comes out. True. But yeah, if they had done this Pokemon Presents and didn't show any Pokemon Arceus legends pokemon legends arceus that that would have been that that would have been a bad discussion yeah that would have been been like covid killed it it's it's going to be delayed it's not going to come out bad news yeah but in a sense though they're i mean they're controlling what they're showing yeah and the they like the screenshots i tweeted were official screenshots that they provided press and i look at these screenshots and i'm like you couldn't you can get us better what like this is the best you got the one thing that right stands now? out to me is it, in the in the screenshots I tweeted. If you look at the menu, it's the one with this. It, it's the one with the the wheezing on the building. Mm-hmm. The menu looks polished and good. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's a menu, but it looks very crisp, very clean. Um, it almost looks like it's from a different game compared to like the the standard picture of weird deer here with like this like paper craft tree behind it. Again, I I don't really care about graphics. I played two. Th- don't roll like I don't know why you're rolling your eyes. I put two thousand <laughs> hours into Ultra Sun Ultra Moon on the 3DS. You want to talk about something that looks like absolute butt? It's literally <laughs> I, I, I every 3DS my, game. I roll my eyes because you're the person that constantly brings this up, and then you're the person that constantly says I don't care about this. We never bring up your graphic concerns. We never bring up your stuff. <laughs> I, you I are the one that having, goes I off on tirades about it and then says, I don't care about graphics. When you clearly do care about graphics, <sighs> graphics don't impact your enjoyment, but you base things off of graphics. Like, you can't say, I don't care about it, and then have spent this entire time talking about how crappy I they I think look. it would be a disservice to all our listeners to ignore the fact that these games look awful. You know what? Awful. They, they look, look awful. awful. They look awful. I don't know how you can sit here and say the Switch has been out for five years and be like, yep, this is acceptable. Like, they look bad. They look visually bad. I don't know. I like. There's, I mean, there's, if there was really, like, like, lots of kiting through Like, Breath textures. of the Wild, Super Mario Odyssey. Like, there are so many games that have existed on the Switch that blows these out of the water. I, and it would be a again, disservice looking, if we sat here and been like, it's and not I'm that not, big of a deal. I am not seeing what you are saying is so graphically, graphically, oh, not I art know. style, graphically different between these games. Okay, i i think they I think they look like garbage graphically. I and I've said on this podcast before, I don't think Game Freak is the world's best developer. Far from it. I think. No, they're not. Mm, they're not. They never have been. Play Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, where you can barely like. It's surprisingly that your. It's surprising that your character can walk around properly because it gets stuck on every sign and every person too close <laughs> together. Like yeah. I, I am. Yeah. I'm well aware that they are. They are not the best developer. And to go back to the Breath of the Wild thing, Monolith Software helped that Nintendo team that worked on Breath of the Wild with the map design and and a lot of in a lot of what breath of the wild does and i think people wouldn't care as much if pokemon wasn't the money making machine that they are they make so much money mm. i i don't they literally sold 21 million copies yeah i of don't Sword and i Shield. don't know if people like if <laughs> i don't know that fans of any game like you aren't hearing from the 20 million people that bought that game. You're hearing from the 1 million people who are invested. And I don't think that sales bothers them. 
it's it's hard to look at it's hard to look at Pokemon and be like, you make millions and millions of dollars. Why do your games look like garbage? <laughs> that's just not where they're investing their. I know their... that's not where they're investing. Look, half the people that probably complain about graphics, they probably jump on the internet, smash their keyboard a bunch of times as a complaint, and then they go over and they play Roblox. Roblox also looks go. like garbage. Mm-hmm. Minecraft looks good, that's but it's the, also like a giant pixelated Minecraft game. And Roblox, though. <laughs> Yeah, like, I would say they don't look like garbage, because that's the art style they're going for. Mm-hmm. Roblox? I think Roblox I've never bad. played Roblox. It I, looks, have no I think it looks awful. Like Legos. Yeah, it looks like Legos. But yeah, I mean, like, there's a huge difference between Minecraft and Gears of War. Correct. Two different art styles. What even is Roblox? It's, it's like Minecraft is... light. The oh. thing about Roblox is you can make things for Roblox, you can make games inside of Roblox, and then you can oh. sell those games. So Roblox makes a ton of money because it, like, at its core, it's a platform, but inside it's like, I can buy a Pokemon game inside Roblox that's not called Pokemon, it's called Poke Bros. It's very, very popular. <laughs> I'm trying to actually find an actual screenshot of this game, and it's incredibly difficult because <laughs> there's just a lot of banners. They gotta make their money. You want to talk about the crafting? I mean, there's crafting, and I don't yeah. understand why. But sure. <laughs> well, going back to Roblox and Minecraft and all these yeah. other games. I mean, I mean it's Cra- what I wanted. It's what I asked for in a Pokemon game. So I got what I wanted. You're crafting Pokeballs. Yeah, they they showed crafting. They showed that the characters can actually get hit and take damage. Yeah, mm-hmm. you get attacked. Um, they showed that there was like a strong style and an agile style, which to me, the first thing when, when they showed that, I was like, oh, they really run in with this Urshifu gimmick, eh? Mm-hmm. I mean, that is an old, that is an old advancement of turn style combat that has, that they're like adopting for this, that certain moves will, will move you higher up in the initiative order. Like, this was this was a thing that I've run into Final Fantasy Tactics that I'm like, okay, so they're they're finally including this in their turn based system to make it more action based. It's not not like a sudden new development. It's interesting. I mean, yeah. I'm curious how it changes things. The idea that the moves you pick would allow you to go more times before a slower opponent that picked a heavier move. I mean, it's an interesting thing to add. It does make it slightly more action-y. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see if it actually is fun to do. <laughs> yeah. The other thing is, like, the whole point of the game is to complete the Pokedex, the world's first Pokedex or whatever they called it. Um, they show they have, like, a screenshot of, like, research tasks for Shinx, and it's um, catch one, catch two, four, ten, fifteen Pokemon. Um, and then it shows they, they caught three Shinx. And it says number of shinks defeated, one, two, four, ten, fifteen. So it, 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 this part re- kind of reminded me of Pokemon Snap. Yep. Mm. Where it was like, yeah, I did feel that. Do it these tasks me. over and over again. Go uh, like back number to of forms, this region and do these things in this region. Number of forms you registered, like probably male, female. So like that looked cool, and that seems to have like some replayability. I would assume that. Probably don't need to do all 15 or 25 for each one. Number of times you've seen bite. I don't know if you need to see 25 <laughs> bites in order to like 100% the game. I'm 
not big on crafting, but I don't know. I guess it'll be fine. Like, I wasn't big on crafting when they announced it for Animal Crossing, and then in Animal Crossing, it was, like, okay. It was okay. Yeah. I did some of it, but it wasn't super... It gets... It sort of gets annoying when you have a ton of recipes, and you're like, okay, what do I need for this one again? And then you're like, okay, I only have seven of those. So I have to go out and find them, and then halfway through, I've forgotten. Uh, it depends on how they sort of organize crafting, how complicated it gets. Like, crafting in games is not not my favorite thing. It's fine. I'll do it, but th there's never been a crafting mechanic that I've been like, I can't wait to craft. Nothing in Final Fantasy fourteen. You don't like the No, cooking? I hate crafting. I hate crafting in Final Fantasy XIV. I hate it all. I hate the crafting system in Final Fantasy fourteen so much. It it yeah, I do not like it. It's I not, hate it. It's not great. What was the other thing? Uh they showed different outfits, so character customization. Although I don't think they showed skin they did. color. They just showed different outfits. There is a pre-order bonus of heavy balls, which is funny because they show a screenshot of a heavy ball being thrown at a Starly. <laughs> yeah. Not heavy. Uh, the one thing I did notice on the outside, this will probably change, I'm sure. But Well, if, the pre-order also gives you the Growlithe kimono. Yeah, Growlithe so. outfit, yeah. Um, they have like a minus button that looks to be like, an. it either looks like an iPhone or an egg incubator. I can't tell. And then the up button... Looks to be your menu because there's like a Pokeball uh, profile and then a Apricorn or something. And then the bottom one is like a journal. So I would assume that's like your Pokedex. Yeah. Uh, and then they have this Monster Hunter-like menu on the right-hand side of like, I'm assuming, flipping through your Pokeballs or maybe summoning your Pokemon. Yeah, I don't... I, the, yeah, the cell phone does look like a weird incubator, but it could be... Also, like, if you have, if it's like a Pokemon box and in a region you can only catch up to oh, 30, like in Snap is. It could be a so box like, because you see how there's three yeah. dots. They have yeah, three so Pokemon like, and not six. You, you can only fill up so much and then you have to go back to base camp because you have no more space. Like, I could see that kind of like how they did for Snap. Like, well, you took 30 pictures. You're halfway through the route. So we're going to pull you back because you're out of film. I could see that being up. You're out of space. Because I don't think there's going to be like a PC type situation because it's in the past. I don't know. Hoopa threw a PC through the portal. It landed. <laughs> but no can't electricity. Blame everything on Hoopa. I feel like you can Hoopa, at this point. <laughs> Koopa can't do everything. I feel like they she haven't really, really can. said that. They haven't really said that Hoopa can do time travel. They just yeah, said Hoopa can do whole things. Helps the Hoopa to time travel. Then he sets up the ring. Come on. Yeah, but Hoopa, like, Hoopa can only set up rings in space. So you travel back in time, Hoopa can do what with that? I don't, maybe Hoopa sets up the ring and then Celebi pulls something from the past and then throws it through the ring. I don't know. <laughs> this is, and you're going to complain about story. And that's the best you can come up with? <laughs> I'm not a story writer. <laughs> I'm just here to complain. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm just. This is the the most true statement. I'm just here to complain. They did not use the words open world once again. We are not again. No, nope. we are eight months into this game. They have never mentioned, wrote down, or tweeted the words open world. Although they did show the overworld of the map, and it was broken into sections. Mm. So I think Will is correct that this is more Monster Hunter than we think. 
and that you will go back to a base camp, Jubilife, and you will pick different areas to go to specifically. Um, mm-hmm. it, if it's if it's open world, cool. If it's not open world, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like, I wouldn't consider Sword and Shield open world games, but exploring all of the Crown Tundra, exploring all of the Isle of Armor, it's fine. It's fun. It's good. I don't need to go from the Crown Tundra through Potswick or whatever it's called. Like, Postwick? Like, I'll just fly to it. It's fine. Mm. Like, open world is such a generic throw throwaway term at this point. Like, theoretically, yeah. technically, once you beat a Pokemon game, you can go wherever you want. You can walk from the eighth gym to the first gym if you really wanted to. It looks good. It looks fine. I have a little bit of... I hesit- mean, I'm, ex- I'm very excited for the game. I think... I, I, I... There's enough very new things in the game that I'm like, I want to see how they work. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm going to like it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited how, how to see if I'm going to like it. Like, when I think of action RPGs, I always think of, like, Devil May Cry or Bayonetta or even, like, the new God of War is very action RPG. Oh, like, literally every game at this point is an RPG. Every <laughs> every video game that comes out, there's, like, level-up <laughs> systems and power-ups yeah. and skill trees. And I'm not a huge fan of those games, personally. You know what these? What this reminds me of the entire time I was watching it? It reminded me of, like, Final Fantasy XV. Like, somebody at Game Freak mm. finally played, uh, like, somebody at, Ga- like, the people at Game Freak grew up with Final Fantasy, and they were like, ah, turn-based RPGs, and then they were like, wait a minute, after Final Fantasy X, they stopped doing turn-based, <laughs> and it's now action. Maybe we should do that. It's not good. And I, l- I love Final Fantasy XV. It's one of my favorite games. Bad know, story. You tried to get me to play it. It was awful. Bad story in that game too, but the lore and everything was fine. But I hated the combat in fifteen. But I sludged through it anyways because everything else about that game was good. Uh, but I personally like turn-based stuff. I like turn-based stuff a lot. Obviously, I prefer it myself. So by removing the turn-based, eh, I have hesitations. But I mean, I'll try it. I mean, I, it, it's hard to say how much of the turn base is gone because it's still clearly one 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 unless you pick a style that will go two two one. But like the amount of real time decisions you have to make, like it didn't, I didn't get the sense like the game doesn't pause for you to choose a move and choose a style. It it felt very much to me like the battle stops when you're picking your move, you choose between the two and then it loads up the thing and you can continue down that path at any time you can pause the combat to change it again. So I don't know how real timey it will actually feel. That's, um, I don't know if you, either of you played bravely default. I have played bravely default, but it like bravely default was it's turn-based, but it's kind of not because you can, you can commit all your moves up front. Um, so like, you can use what's called your, you can brave. So you can say like, I'm going to attack one, two, three, four. And then because I'm faster than my opponent, I'm going to do all four turns first. And then if they're dead and they can't attack, then the battle's over and I won. Um, so you can do one, two, three, four, and then they survive. And then if they can just attack and then it's their turn again, and then you're, you, you braved. So you can't do anything. So they attack again. Um, or you can default where you can, save your turns so you can save up for a bigger move. So the agile slash strong seemed very much yeah. like that. Mm. Yeah. 
strong style and anti- I don't know. I, style. I I feel like I don't really have any questions about Diamond and Pearl. They showed it, and I was like, "Yep, that's exactly what it is." I mean, I have questions about like the hideaway and, and yeah, and, like, the more details, and obviously like like how the bases will work and how they affect the hideaway and um yeah yeah or like is there going to be more clothing? Like, what's the Pokedex looking like? That kind of stuff. But like none of those questions, I feel like. Are questions that are like, well, if they don't have six outfits, I'm not buying the game. It's like, <laughs> like I, like I, I am genuinely curious about the Pokedex, but it's not going to stop me from buying the game. Like it, no. it looks good with Arceus. I'm just like, I feel like you gave me way more questions, and I still don't know what this game is fully doing. Good, they they succeeded because now you're curious. Yeah, I am. I'm also uh, I, I like past past the game itself. I'm curious for sales. Like when you look at Sword and Shield, it sold twenty one million, but there's two copies of that game. When you look at Sun and Moon, they sold sixteen million. Again, two copies of that game. Like, why did why did they not do two copies? Why is it only one? Like, the, it's Game Freak. They could have easily been like, this is the old fashioned Arceus, and this is slightly Western Arceus. Like, they could have just put any subtitle on and sell two versions of this game if they wanted to. See? So it's we'll kind of weird that out. they're do- like, so does one copy of Arceus sell 10 million? Does one copy of Arceus sell 8 million? Does it only sell 2 million? Like, should have they, should they have put two out? I mean, I think the thing that we don't know is how many of the 2 million or how many of like the 21 million of Sword and Shield are people buying both copies, right? right? Like, we don't yes. know what that percentage is. We know our audience, so, the people who listen to the podcast, right. we know a lot of them buy two copies because they're listening right. to a Pokemon podcast. But, <laughs> they're very... but we are a fraction of a percent right. of people. Uh, so it's hard to say, it's hard to speculate what a completely different style game where there's only one of them sells. Like, the closest parallel we could get are things like Pokemon Conquest. Which, or I was gonna say Coliseum or Gale of Darkness, or Coliseum or Gale of Darkness, where it is a different game style and it is a one off only game. And we could maybe draw some parallels, but uh, I mean, we're just really guessing at that point. Yeah. Like these didn't sell great, but they sold good enough. And Gale and... of Darkness and Coliseum didn't really, I mean, they, I think they, I think they sold two to three million respectively, but also there wasn't that many GameCubes compared to that many Switches. There are a lot of Switches yeah. out there. There are, yeah. A lot more than GameCube. I mean, GameCube had a handle, but the Switch is very, very popular. Anyways, uh, I think that's it. Was there anything we missed from the trailers? Uh, I'm trying to see how much Conquest sold. Uh, they put out that Nintendo Switch Dialga Palkia edition that's coming out on November 5th. I'd mm-hmm. be more interested if it was the OLED Switch Lite. model. Yeah, it's a Switch yeah. Lite. Yeah, I, I was like, ooh, a new Switch. Oh, it's a Switch Lite, meaning I am not going to buy it. Uh, Conquest apparently sold 341,000 copies in Japan. Jeez. Not a lot. I don't think Conquest sold very well. I think part of the reason why Conquest got hurt is because it was one of the last DS games when a 3DS came out. Yeah. Still a fun game, though. I like Conquest a whole lot. Is there anything with... I'm looking at this list. I can't believe Chatot is... (laughs) Finally. How many Pokemon do you think are going to be Legends? Uh... I would say 300. Ooh. Uh, I'd say between 300 and 400, yeah. I'm going to say 300 as well. Because I, I think like things like Rotom are not going to be in that game. Maybe Rotom's no. how you got the PC. <laughs> <laughs> There's no PC! 
I I am still his motor backwards. There's no motor. There may maybe they'll introduce the who Hisuian Rotom form, which is a steam engine. I still think they're the reason these games are too close to so close together is there's going to be like this opens up an area in each other's games if it reads your data. Eh, probably. Um, I also have a suspicion that Pokemon Legends Arceus is going to be a like move to maybe more chapter-based gaming, and then maybe the next uh, installment is also based in the past, and it takes you through a continuing story of how all the Hisuian Growlithe got (laughs) removed. I get very Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee vibes from this, where it's like, we took a small team, we needed to make something, this is a project, but... Most, Only time will most tell. Most of the team is on Gen 9. Uh, yeah, I mean, probably. I don't know. It depends on how big the game is. Like, I can't make that determination if it's a 20-hour game, if it's a 10-hour game, it's a 50-hour game. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's hard to say how much of it is scripted-driven, how much of it is, once you're in those regions, you have a lot of time and space to explore. Like, there are just way too many questions at this point about Arceus. Like I like I have no idea where they're going with it. I like what they've showed though. Yeah, I mean at least they've done the one thing that they probably wanted to do, which was to get people who are tired of the same Pokemon formula interested in this. Yeah. I'm not tired of the old Pokemon formula. I'm not either, I, I clearly. Like, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, coming out every Couple of years, I mean, big big games like I'm that it always scratches that itch. But but you look you look at series like Final Fantasy. I mean, the first six Final Fantasies are pretty similar, and then seven was when that big change was, and they took that until ten, and then eleven they throw that out the window, and they're like, here's an MMO, it's different than the A past bad ten games. MMO, and then twelve was completely different. Here's Here's the MMO combat system that didn't work in 11, and it doesn't work in 12. And then 13 was like, here's just a 20-hour <laughs> tutorial. Good luck. Yeah. And then 14 was like, here's an MMO again. Here's an MMO that's so bad, we're going to blow it up and start over again, and then, which is what they did. And then 15 was like, here's an open-world Final Fantasy game where the open world doesn't actually matter, and you're better <laughs> off just going from story beat to story beat, because otherwise you're walking in a desert for 20 hours and there's nothing to do. I like 15 a lot. That game has problems, one of them being its open world. <laughs> but then you look at other series like Resident Evil. The first three Resident Evils are its own thing. When Resident Evil 4 came out, it dramatically changed how that game played and how that game felt, and they kept that until 7. And 7 and 8 are completely different Resident Evil games, but they're all Resident Evil games. So mm-hmm. I don't buy into this, like, well, it's not a real Pokemon game if it's not whatever they've been doing. Like, they have tried plenty of new things over the years, yeah. and they've always fallen back on eight gyms three starters go on your journey and that works and obviously it works very well they sold 21 million copies of sword shield like there's not a part of me that thinks they're never going to get away from that completely but i'm glad they're trying something new i mean they took a big risk with let's go and they put pokemon in the overworld and that paid off and it seems like they're they're staying with that good so i'm excited even if Arceus comes out and it's a flop and IGN gives it a 3 out of 10 and Game Informer gives it a 2 out of 5 or whatever they're like I am still glad they tried something new Mm -hmm. yes and worst case scenario if it's a bad game 
The music in that trailer, very good. They won't release that on a CD <laughs> for you. I'm sorry. Uh, well, Pokemon of the Week. Uh, so last week's Pokemon, um, it basically had two clues, although I think Blues there's clues. one something about things being quickly and easily forgotten. Um, first part of its name, uh, kind of similar to a name that people applied to another Pokemon from the same region release of regional decks. And the second part of its name is from one of its physical features, which is also a physical feature of aquatic animals. Technically, that's the term for it. Um, but there's only one other in that region. There's only one Pokemon evolutionary line that would also have that feature. Wasn't that hard? It's Munchlax. Yeah. No. Oh, it's Trumbeak. Yes. Ah. Correct. Your trivia, there are... your trivia should have been what shining, what was Irene's first shiny Pokemon in Sun and Moon? <laughs> but Trumbeak's uh, an evolution. Are they available in the wild? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, right before Mallow's trial in the yeah. in that forest area. It is. Uh, Shuffle Icon is excellent. Trumbeak actually a uh, very good middle middle evolution. Yeah, it really it's a no solid thing as a good middle evolution. Uh, Raboot Royal. I'd like a to have a word with you. Food is ugly. What? It's because no. he's wearing a hoodie and you hate hoodies. No, I love hoodies. I hate hoodies. It's wearing it's got something pulled up over its mouth. <laughs> it's got it's got a collar zipped up and it suddenly has pockets in its stomach. It's a little weird. Uh trumpet beak. Yeah, there's not a lot of trivia here. They have pickup. They're the only Pokemon with pickup as their hidden ability. Really interesting. Very. That is that that'll be on a trivia quiz? You're gonna be at a bar this weekend. Which <laughs> Pokemon? <laughs> Good thing I listened to this week's ISE. Would have never gotten that right. I, so I went and looked at the shuffle icon for Tucanon, and it is so superior to every other shuffle icon. It's so angry. I love it. Yeah, Tucanon. Tucanon is the master of the side eye. Yo. Hardcore. Tucannon had a good Pokemon Snap representation. Was Trumbeak even in Snap? Isn't it just Pikapek and... Yeah, it was no no Trumbeak and Snap. Yeah, no love for the middle evolution there. Gee, many. Jeez. Uh, Will, what about next week? All right. It's a Sinnoh celebration, except not. Two weeks ago, we featured a so-called middle evolution that received a new final evolution in the Diamond and Pearl games, even though it already had an existing subsequent evolution. It turns out that there are several Pokemon that received an additional evolution in Diamond and Pearl that they did not have. This week's Pokemon is one of those. I hope I got that right. Might be wrong. Beginning with where they appear in the National Pokedex, we have new evolutions that are Dark Ice, Electric Steel, Normal, Ground Rock, Grass, Electric, Fire, Fairy Flying, Bug Flying, Grass, Ice, Ground Flying, Ice Ground, Normal, Psychic Fighting, Rock Steel, Ghost, and Ice Ghost. This week's Pokemon does not evolve while knowing a particular move. 
It does not evolve while being exposed to a particular held item. No special location required. It does not. It doesn't have to level up holding a particular item at night. There is one other form of evolution that remains, and that is how this week's Pokemon evolves. You need a friend, and you need something imbued with horrifyingly strong spiritual energy. I mean, that's a lot of words, but not that hard. All right. Well, hopefully you enjoyed this really long episode. We had a lot to cover. Uh, I'm sure if you're in the Discord or the Slack, uh, you'll have your own opinions on what was discussed today. I always get excited. I get excited on Monday morning to wake up and then see what was posted. I liked uh, like the, the play-by-play. Mm, I can't wait for people to start arguing over Final Fantasy games, I'm sure. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you want to follow Greg on Twitter, it is at WhiteWingWill on Twitter at WashingTheSink. I'm at Dragging a Lake. Otherwise, you can follow the podcast on Twitter, PKMNCast. Same for Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, all that stuff. But thanks for making it to the end. I'll be streaming on Twitch all this week. If you want to talk more Diamond, Pearl, and Arceus stuff, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. We will see you all next week. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are... Super effective. Super Sinnoh surprises. A huge shout out to our Patreon producers, starting with Kevin, Stephen, Sean, Potato, Matthew, Bovine, Kay, Jetson, Jessica, Jacob, Courtney, Brian, Evan, Ryan, Nate, Catherine, Casey, Josh, Gray, Dylan, Alvaro, and our executive producers of Anthony, Steph, Spencer, and Brady. Thank you so much your continued support if you too would like to support it's super effective get bonus episodes hear your name right on the show you can head over to ise.cash or just patreon.com slash pkmncast to support the show if you made it to the end as always thank you for listening and we will see you next week